Hello, everybody, and welcome to the aftermath of AEW Collision. Yes, folks, say it with me. After the collision, we sift through the, the wreckage. wreckage. Yeah. All right. Brought to you by ChannelAttitude.com. Yeah. Please subscribe for $5 a month. The Hameen Media Group. This is The Wreckage. I'm Christopher Ams. Uh, I'm your host. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Uh, don't worry. If you ever forget how to spell my last name, I'll just remind you at the beginning of every show. Joining me is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast. He's bringing the lightning. He's bringing the thunder. He comes from a land down under. Uh, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, posices, filos. Polikala, Christoisi, which means, how about you? <laughs> how are you? <laughs> well, since you asking me, I have to ask it back. So, yeah. Uh, I'm all right, man. I've just got a few cuts on my hand from uh, helping out a friend earlier. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. No worries, Jeff. Too much of this, oh, right? Hey, <laughs> this guy. Anyway, but I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to sift through the wreckage. And um, I think there's a bit of wreckage, as a matter of fact, to sift through, Chris. Right on, right on. Yeah, this was uh, this was, uh, was, uh, was an all right show, I guess. It was, uh, okay. Um, it wasn't a great week for professional wrestling, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, also joining us is the man of a thousand titles, the doctor, the lawyer, the occasional voyeur. He might be discussing giants who are red and hairy or show business with Nina Ameri. Jeff Lipman, how are you, you mensch? I'm doing great. And uh, as you can see, I am also part of the TNT champion singular champion oh. yes champion I, yeah. I, I kind of liked how they were how they were playing that off uh, Nigel kept saying he's the TNT champion maker <laughs> <laughs> ah, good stuff I really honestly like the show wasn't that great but I st but I continue to say that the format of this is better than basically anything else on TV in terms of wrestling and the announcing it to me is still like the top-notch announcing of the week so I'm going to keep my comments to the con to, to our show. Uh, I don't know. There, There's good and bad. I don't know which are the trends. And these are, this is what I'm looking forward to discussing. Right on. Right on. Well, um, let's talk a bit of news. Uh, Tony Khan has confirmed that AEW All In will air live in the United States on Sunday, August 27th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 6 p.m. UK local time. Um, so that's when we're getting all in. They're, they're really catering it towards the UK crowd, um, which I, I'm sure if you're in the UK is pretty fucking awesome. But for American audiences, one in the afternoon? But what channel? I do not know. Because last I heard, it was still just on BR Live as a pay-per-view, which is, you know, uh, yes, you could get BR Live here in the U.S., of course you can. Um, but if it's not on regular pay-per-view, which I don't understand why it wouldn't be, um, that's, well, I have one understanding why it couldn't be because WB doesn't own that. Um, but to get to the largest audience, well, maybe that's what they want to see. They want to see if they can get to the same type of audience on something that they own. Uh, that, that could be the experiment as my little, as my mouse runs around in my head. Um, but it's not like it's going to be on, you know, a Turner network, which it could be. I mean, I can't imagine they have too many important things on, you know, at 
1 p.m. I, I think the actual showtime starts at 3. I think they probably have a pre-show and the and zero hour as usual. Um, but I'm just guessing because, I mean, Britain's five hours ahead. So that would mean that the show starts at 6 p.m. In, in the U.K., which is a weird showtime. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a little odd, right? I mean, people are still getting off of work. But, uh, hey, I guess people are going to take the day off. I know that the U.K. crowd is pretty pumped about this pay-per-view happening. I mean... I. It's a Saturday or a Sunday. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not. Wait, wait. Right. Sunday so. UK. Sunday UK time. Sunday. Okay. Six p.m. UK local time. Oh, well, okay. Great. That's interesting. I. I mean. Okay. I mean that. That's a Sunday. So you know, but it's not. I mean, people obviously work on those days, including the people at that stadium and the wrestlers. Um, but Sunday is not traditionally a, a day where you work worry about TV viewing for people who are at work or not um all right interesting i listen i i hope it's on more platforms because i'd like the opportunity to watch it without having to go through br live because i'm not going to um but okay i guess you know more to come this this is this is what we call a fluid situation well boys do do you think this could be a i know it's going to sound stupid right and you guys probably won't agree with me but could it possibly be in a way a glorified house show i mean yeah, sure, it's at a big stadium and whatnot, and sure, they're going to have matches, but I just feel like they're going to build more so to all out than all in. I think that would be a really big mistake, considering how full the arena is going to be and that it's going to be sort of a historic moment for, for right. the UK. I, I, You could be right. I mean, they could they could fuck it up that badly. It wouldn't shock well, me that they fucked something up that badly, but I think it would be a gigantic fuck-up for them to do it. 100%, but if it's only going to be on BR Life, just say, on pay-per-view, well, what else am I supposed to think? They've got to fix that. I don't know. Time's I, running I, out. It's possible. I mean, you know, a year ago, people were speculating the same thing at Clash at the Castle in Cardiff, and that was a pay-per-view quality show, but some people thought it was a glorified house show. And the, the events in Saudi Arabia, people have been calling them Crown Jewels glorified house shows. To an extent, they're right. And to an extent, they're wrong. They've evolved into being just as important as other pay-per-views. So. Absolutely, they're important. I mean, I, I feel yeah. like everything that's in another country other than in North America, it's always people always have to say it's a glorified house show, but I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, you know Tony Khan, and he is, he's all about fan service, but he's also about not really planning too far ahead and being cheap. So I could see it being pay-per-view quality, but they announced really quickly, like, you know, come Dynamite and Rampage of the, of the following week, that any titles that were lost, they're going to run it back. They're gonna, there's going to be a rematch, and the rematch is going to be a week later at All Out. One of those things. Jimmy, you don't got to give deep, dirty looks for coughing. It's okay. We, we love you on this show. She, Thanks, her, her coughing and sneezing is always welcome. Uh, you never, you never have to give her dirty looks for her, for her sake. Is she I'm allergic glad to you heard her. also? No, no. She's looking at me now funny enough. Uh, they just said, you don't have to look at D funny for coughing. So just quietly, they heard you, D. <laughs> that's funny uh, he's great. anyway he's great he does a lot of the uh for, for those of you who don't know for those of you listening for the first time or or uh just uh just haven't been listening you know paying close attention d does a lot of the uh the graphics and that kind of stuff for our shows and things like that so she's she's not she's not just jimmy's girlfriend she's also <laughs> just an awesome part of the pwc who she likes to keep herself pretty quiet but but we love d Legit. No, looks exactly like Robin Quivers. 
Jeff, who has never seen D, likes to speculate on what she looks he, like. He refuses to, even though he's friends with her. I mean, shit, he could just click on the pictures and you can see it, Jeff. Speculate. I refuse to actually see her. <laughs> I know that's true. I don't know why it's it's like he likes to be kept w- in the I like in mystery. You, I- I want her to be like Vera, Norm's wife from Cheers, where you see Norm every single day, but you in eleven years you never once saw Vera. You just heard the voice. To me, that she that gave is me the comedy goal. She must have heard you because she just gave me this look with a smirk on her face. <laughs> I'm sure she. I'm sure she's watching live, like most of our fans do. <laughs> exactly. Well, Speaking of Jimmy T's personal life, uh, Jimmy had some uh, some some really strange comments. I thought this week he said, um, and I quote: huh? "The AEW Me. women's division has been really killing it. So yeah, I think a hundred percent more than capable of doing that. An all women's pay per view, and that was of course um, Wheeler T or uh, Jimmy Yuta." Um, oh, I was gonna say, dude. I'm thinking I didn't say that. <laughs> Jeez, uh, gentlemen, yeah, what do you um... think? Are- First of all, is the AEW women's division killing it? And could they possibly pull off a all-women's pay-per-view right now? They're killing it all right, Chris. They're killing themselves. Yeah. Wow. Saying, and they're killing the division. So whoever said that is an imposter. It wasn't me. Just saying. Mm. <laughs> are, are they capable of it? Meaning, could if they could, if Tony Khan put on a show and arrange for it to be on pay-per-view could they put on a card with the number of people they have on the roster and or that they could import yes of course they could would anyone buy it no uh i will say something nice about AEW's women's division and that is that for the first three to three and a half years there was really only two wrestlers that mattered and that was dr Britt baker and jade cargill um and no matter who else was was given a title or a shot, no one really seemed to matter. Even Thunder Rose, so once she got the title, didn't seem to matter anymore. Um, yep. Now I would say, whether you like them or not, the outcasts sort of matter. So there's three of them. Sky Blue has sort of been elevated. Willow Blue, Willow Nightingale has been elevated. Uh, Jade Cargill sort of gone away, so that's sort of a, a, a detraction. Taya has been featured in, in strange and inconsistent ways, but she is there. We'll um, get there. Jamie Hayter, I guess, when she comes back from her injury, if she comes back from her injury, should be better. And Thunder Rosa is due to come back one day. But the point I guess I'm making is that there's maybe five or six female acts that, that now seem to be important. And if you want to say that Chris Statlander is a TBS champion is important as well, then you can add one more where before it was two female acts that were important so it's taken four years does is that great no but it's progress i said i'm trying to say something nice about aw i didn't say it was enthusiastic or a hugely nice thing what would you be more likely to pay for jeff an all women's aew pay-per-view event or the last or the next ring of honor pay-per-view Ooh, oh probably on, the jeff. Ring of honor one. Ooh. are you sure about that no, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, but that, that that's not that's that's not that's not complimenting uh, the AW women's division either. I, I I don't know. It's just uh, I'm all set with hot sauce Tracy Williams, you know, and and like Christian, I'm just just not just not interested in, in any of those guys. Sorry. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Jimmy? What 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 would you rather watch? If I if I said you could get free tickets to one of those shows? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Which, Honestly, which one would you be? Which one would you be buying plane tickets to come see, Jimmy? Just tell us. Shit, I have to buy a plane ticket too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. You're because... gonna send him tickets? The tickets he could get them for one dollar day of the event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The plane tickets. <laughs> That's the expensive part. Is it worth the plane uh, ride to see fuck. a women's AEW pay per view or Ring of Honor? No shit. <laughs> That's a hard one, man, because as Jeff would know, when we were attempting to to review Ring of Honor for channelattitude.com, as a matter of fact, we just couldn't do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, we we're watching it, both of us, and we we're just like, nah. I mean, There's only so much of a sacrifice that you're No, seriously, to it was a drag, man. At least if it's a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, you're going to see Claudio, you're going to see Shane Taylor, yeah. you're going to see Vincent and the Righteous, you're going to see Josh Woods wrestle, and he never has a bad match. Um, I mean, there, you know, you, you'll probably see the kingdom and accidentally hit Maria Canellis another time. So that, that's always fun. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lizbeth Liz has a really says, interesting comment. A, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Jim. Go for it. You read it. No, you read it. Well, I was, I was going to say as a chick, and this is Elizabeth, I'd pay for ring of honor before any, all women's pay-per-view for any promotion. I mean, she sold me. I guess it is ring of honor. Ring of Honor, here I yep. come. And like you said, Jeff, <laughs> I think I'd rather see Cesaro, or sorry, Costagnoli and the rest of them than, uh, I mean, what would be, I mean, seriously, think about it. If you had to come up with eight matches, and I'll ask you first, Chris, with the females, right, with the women, I mean, is it possible to even come up with eight matches for a pay-per-view? I mean, uh, if seriously. I racked my brain, I might be able to come up with it. Like for me, a main event that I'd be interested in seeing, like a, an actual program and good match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, I'd really like to see. Um, but we've seen they, that already. Well, but those two have real problems backstage. Like we've That's we've heard true. that like uh, one of the reasons why Thunder Rosa kind of feels unwelcomed in the AEW locker room is because of Britt Baker. So, <clears throat> you know, real. Uh, Real controversy creates cash. Let's put it that way, um, you know, as opposed to pretend controversy. So <laughs> there's a few things that I wouldn't mind seeing, but like, would I pay for it? No, no, <laughs> no. How about Layla Gray and Soraya and Abraham Panties match? I might pay for that. Yeah, but you know what? Soraya's already like showed herself for free. So <laughs> let's be honest. That was not the same person. Yeah. Oh, oh no. sorry. That was Paige, wasn't it? Who, who is that girl? I mean, forget about the name. That, <laughs> I mean, no, the shape is not the same. The shape of the jaw is not the same. The boobs are completely <laughs> not the same. <laughs> that, 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 that's not the same. That's not the same person. Also, if you also if you see like a, a really pretty girl naked once, it's not like you don't want to see her naked a second time. Like I don't know about you guys, but you know, like when I see a really pretty girl naked, it's not like I'm you know okay, I'm all done. I'm moving on to the next part of the collection. No, no, no. I like I want to see it again. I want to see it often. Right. Let's make it. Let's make it a fatal four way and put in Penelope Ford in the bunny as well. Sounds wow. good. That's and where your real bunny is in the AEW women's division. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. Well, well, we've now convinced ourselves that we'll pay for this one. So, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I put together one match that, that by itself is worth the price of admission. There we go. <laughs> All right. Other thing I want to cover before we get into the show here. Um, apparently, the M, uh, according to uh, 
Uncle Dave. Uh, the MJF and Adam Cole t-shirt, Better Than You Baby, in the last few weeks since the release, has sold more shirts than any AEW shirt has for all of 2023. Wow. So the, so the t-shirts have been out for a couple weeks, and they already have more sales than literally every other shirt. Like, any other shirt in AEW. So actually, I feel like... Go, go ahead, Jeff. I've heard it sold more than every other wrestling shirt in history in the aggregate combined. It's sold more <laughs> in than the aggregate. NWO <laughs> and definitely, oh, yeah. definitely more than CM Punk shirts. Right. Well, that's actually true. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, actually, you know what? Where is, how many shirts has CM Punk sold so far since he's been back? Does anyone know? He has? Okay. All right. Yep. Fair enough. It's, 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 yeah. He he gets the main event for a reason, and it's not just the price tag that comes with his contract. It's like <laughs> he he really is like <clears throat> Nigel said something I really I really enjoyed Nigel. this week actually. Um, he said uh, CM Punk has never met a wrestling fan who doesn't have an opinion about him, and that is true. And that is that is a really good position to be in. I mean, I hated John Cena's run, right? Couldn't stand it. But you can't argue with the way that the crowd reacts. And everyone in the crowd either loved or hated John Cena. That is a really, really, like, good position to be in as a professional wrestler. Like, it's not maybe what you want. You might want more of a, a full-on, you know, full-throated endorsement or, you know, a fully venomous reaction. But you get a reaction from the crowd it means people care what you're doing which means they're paying attention which means you're a star but on the on the subject of these t-shirts like i feel like they're going to break up this week they're going to lose to ftr and they're going to break up right because i don't think they want to have a situation where mjf has the tag belts and the world title at the same time right so i don't know to me that seems like it's a They've already booked themselves into a position where they can't really do anything else. But I feel like that's a mistake. Jeff? I'm just proud of CM Punk for starting the Wakanda Forever movement. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, of course they're going to break them up. I guess the only the only pressing question, is it MJF is the devil again, betrays his partner as usual to protect his title? Or is this is the swerve going to be, this time it's Adam Cole and, you know, he's going to reunite the Undisputed Era uh, you know, with, with Roderick Strong and or, you know, maybe Kyle O'Reilly is, is healed by now. It's been a long, long time. Um, you know, and then you know, form yet another faction, and then they can finally do what they want to do, which was, which was the elite versus the counter elite. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I, I I don't know. I you know, yes, the, the I think for sure they're going to break up the team. Do I think it's a mistake? No, I I mean I'm not interested in MJF. To me, is a solo wrestler. He doesn't need to be a tag team wrestler. He's what 26. When he's when he's thirty six and slowing down, he can then do sort of rock and sock connection things. Yeah, I'm 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 not. I mean, if he's if he lost the title and he wanted to, you know, pursue a tag team thing, that could be interesting. Obviously, he he's funny and can carry. A thing, but I'm not as smitten with this Adam Cole MJF thing as everybody else's. Maybe because I'm a sourpuss, and maybe just because it's the fifth time I've seen the same story in four years, uh, and I'm not allowing myself to appreciate. Uh, 
the, the comedy aspects of it as much as I should. Um, or maybe it's just because I just look at Adam Cole's arms and I'm just like, I, do, I don't care what he does. <laughs> Fair enough. Wow. Maybe Vince was right and he should have been a, a manager. Um, <clears throat> I'll just let that one sit. Uh, Jimmy, what are your thoughts about this? Do you, would you would you break them up right away or do you think that they have a bit of a run in them as a as a secondary, I guess, tag team because you don't even really want them going for the tag titles? Well, you know what? I disagree. I want them to win the tag titles, as a matter of fact, even though, like Jeff said, and you, Chris, but if they you will do, break I'm them up. You. If you're going to keep them together, you might as well give them the tag titles and see where it goes. Well, look, at the end of the day, and I think Chris will agree with this, obviously you probably wouldn't, Jeff, but I think they're, they're the most entertaining thing on Wednesday nights. Let's be honest. I mean, a lot of people either like this or really hate it. I'm on the like side, so... But in saying that, Chris and myself have also said that this is not the right thing for the champion of your company to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they turned chicken sal- uh, chicken shit into chicken salad, and it's working. And if they're the number one merch sellers of 2023 in a matter of two weeks, I mean, you got to just keep rolling with this, surely. You have to. It's working. It's, it's fun. It's funny. And like you said, Jeff, yeah, we've seen it five times. But it's the fifth time they got it right, Jeff. I mean, compared to all the other garbage that they did in the past, well, I'm looking at MJF in particular, this one right here is the best one by a mile, in my opinion. So, yeah, let them win the belt. It would be interesting if they were champions. And I think it's not going to be MJF that fucks this up. I actually think it could be Roderick Strong, or if you believe what Cornette says, because he thinks it will be... Uh, Adam Cole turning heel and sticking with MJF. So I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Okay, that might be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I, didn't I think, think of that. I, I, so I do think it's interesting to see um, the separation here in wrestling fans, right? Because I think there are a number of people like whose opinions I I, I flat out have a lot of respect for. Jim Cornette, um, Ben Hamin. You know, several other people in professional wrestling have looked at this angle and said, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's stupid. I hate it. This is crap. And I, I like I respect the hell out of those two guys and I respect the hell out of a lot of other people who don't like the angle. But I find it really entertaining. I Like like Jimmy said, I have said I don't think this is the right place for your for your world champion. But other than that, I really like this. It's fun. It's the only thing. This Wednesday night that really had me going, yeah, I like this. I'm happy I'm watching this. The rest of Wednesday was, holy fuck, when is this going to be over? Yeah, it was horrendous. And this is what's keeping Wednesday nights half interesting, in my opinion. So, yeah, why not? It's just such a blatant ripoff of, of, well, his prior acts, but also Hammerstone and Richard Holiday, always talking about going, (laughs) we're going for a tan, right? Yeah, you go for the Hogan '84, the Hogan '87 tan. I mean, it's it's oh it's, it's it's just it's that comedy. And by the way, MJF was in Dynasty with the two of those, so of course that would rub off. And that were great, man. The three of them were awesome. I love that group. Yes, I mean, Ooh. Richard Holiday is a. He, I mean, he was the third member of Dynasty in MLW. He's now a free agent, uh, and now he's rocking a porn stash, which is strange. <laughs> He, Basically, he just, Chris, he just, he just made his comeback. What's a dynasty and what's an MLW? 
I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it post-production. Uh, okay. Anyway, I guess I'm one of those people that's more like Cornette and, and Bin Hamid. It's like, I don't, you know, yeah, there's a chuckle, chuckle, ha-ha, but that, that, that's not what carries me through a wrestling show. But I have to be honest with you, I never really liked the Rock and Sock connection either. I thought it was stupid when Kurt Angle was playing the little guitar with the little cowboy hat on. I mean, I... <laughs> well, you know, the bigger picture, it is stupid when you think about it because it's Kurt Angle, but it was still funny. Right. But yeah, I mean, but I don't think it's so revolutionary to, to speculate that Adam Cole may be the one who turns. In fact, it's so not revolutionary that I just said it myself seven minutes ago. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it, it's certainly an open question. What I didn't think about is that maybe Roderick Strong costs it without Adam Cole wanting that to happen or MJF. And, and that, that sort of spills over into a, you know, a feud of MJF and Adam Cole versus Roderick Strong. And let's just pretend or, Kyle O'Reilly's or- can we get an Adam Cole on the pole match? Uh, we could get an Adam Cole on a pole match. I mean, could he hold on to a pole for a whole match though? Like his arms would be just. just well, he killer. could probably just stand on top, and it. it would just look like a pole with a person on statue on top of it. He would. He would look like a totem on the top of it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it feels like a love triangle right now, man. In in a weird way, that's the only negative thing about it for me. I mean, seriously, why is Roderick Strong so butthurt? You know what I mean? Well, they could make a utility pole where, you know, they had the grip so people could climb up them. Oh, God. Back before the days when they were worried that that citizens would go up and cut the power lines. (laughs) (laughs) Look, man, I I hope they stick with it. I'm hoping they do. But again, it is not the right thing for your world champion to be doing. But then again, what has he been doing lately? This is probably the best thing he's done in the last few months, let's be honest, guys. Yeah, but he doesn't yeah. need to be the world champion if this is what he's going to do. That's true, exactly. too. That's, uh, and that, that, that's been my, my argument the whole time. I like it. It's fun. It really does entertain me. But, I mean, if Bret Hart was doing this with the world title, I would have been <laughs> shaking my head at it. You know, like, no, this isn't, this isn't the right position for a world champion. You know what, Chris? I'll go one further and say I'd love to see a This Is Your Life between MJF and Adam Cole. I think it'd be hilarious, even though, yes, it's been done before. But I think, I think it could be funny. great, but just not with the world title involved. Anyway, right. I want to I give a shout-out to the chat because the chat is on fire right now. Just all kinds of great comments. You guys are entertaining yourselves while also reacting to what we're saying, and we love you for it. Thank you for being there. I do want to highlight a really interesting comment from Opinion Haver. I'm not sure who that guy is, but he said, uh, there's Who's no that? room for fun in wrestling unless it's something I like, and that is... That is accurate. That is That's an that opinion. is the accurate reaction from from wrestling fans. <laughs> actually, actually, uh, Vet, what does he think of this? I'd love to know what he thinks of this MJF Cole thing. Something tells me he hates it. I, I think he was I, just saying that he liked it, and I think he was poking at me. <laughs> or, or He's maybe he poking was poking at you, at, Maybe he was poking at me. You know, maybe I'm going to add one is to, 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 to make this less dopey and more enjoyable for me would be that, that there are other wrestlers that are talking about the AEW World's Championship. And that's the problem. Nobody's, nobody, uh, it's like everyone else is agreeing that the World's Championship is on hiatus. No one else is even mentioning it. Nobody's targeting it. Nobody's, nobody's targeting a uh, uh, singles match against MJF. If other people were talking about it, and MJF is just doing this as a way of deflection, 
that would actually fit within his character perfectly. He's doing this thing. He's doing this faux song and dance. Yeah. Maybe he. Uh, uh, I, I, I listen, listen, listen. Hey, hey, listen, man. Like I, I would love to give you a world title shot, but right now I've got this other thing. I just, right. I can't fit it into my schedule. I'm sorry, guys. I just, right. I just, I'm Adam, come it. here, come here, Adam. My it, it, friend and I are going for the world tag titles. I'm sorry. I just, I can't give you a shot at at this big, you know, at this. But it's even, it's even bigger than that because you can say. This, it was a blind. It was a blind tag team. I didn't pick this. This was sanctioned by the brass. I didn't. I didn't put myself in. I would love to be defending my title, but I can't. They picked me out of the tumbler. You saw RJ City picked my name and Adam Cole. I have to do this because I love AEW. I can't do both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see. Why? Why is it that everything in wrestling is at like twenty percent effort? <laughs> Yeah, you tell good. me. I mean, seriously. But you know what's funny? What Richard, well, actually, Canada Spaceman, shall we say, you know, he's, he's sort of undercover right now. But what he says, he says, agreed, MJF and Coley's way more fun than Bloodline. And, um, well, he also says blood Bloodline sometimes is good when Sam Zayn had more to say, usually. That's true. Yeah. I mean, one's it was lasted better with three Sammy, years, yeah. the other one's lasted three weeks. I, I couldn't <laughs> exactly compare them yet. Uh, Jesus, that's oh, funny. God. That is funny. Uh, so don't put a past team, Canada Spaceman. I'm just saying. Quando, 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 quando. And here we go. And here's our very own opinion haver in the vet. I don't like it for the reason Jeff said. Seen it five times already. And the material is beneath MJF regardless. Is it though really opinion haver? I mean, come on. I think this is uh, MJF's have, sort of special haver. Have Whatever, Jeff. Thanks for correcting me. No problem. What Aver? It's um, my pleasure. <clears throat> Jeez. What Aver, Jeff? Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> let's uh, let's get into the show, guys. Um, all right. So we start off with Darius Martin and Andretti, and they say that they're planning on winning their match tonight. Uh, the Bang Bang Club talk about how they're planning on winning their match tonight, and Ricky Starks uh, shows up in a, a really nice car. And he says that uh, that he's in the house, and the show's about to begin. So we knew that, Ricky. We tuned in at, at 7 o'clock, and that's the start time of this show. Thank you. Um, yeah, the night proper starts off with Tony Schiavone in the ring. He calls for Ricky Starks, the winner of the Owen Hart Memorial title, which I didn't know it was a title as much it was, as oh, it was a dude, tournament. This is, this is killing me. That's killing me. But continue, please. All right. Um, so Starks comes out with a belt because AEW is Oprah in the mid-90s. You get a belt, and you get a belt. Everybody gets a belt! <laughs> Fuck. Jeff. Uh, yeah, it's retarded, man. Too many belts. It's happening again, though, guys. This Owen Hart championship, whatever you want to call it, is going to be the people's championship. Yep, I said it. <sighs> <laughs> more belts. No more belts. Hashtag no more belts. Um, all right. So there's a billion dollars worth of pyrotechnics that goes off welcoming Ricky Starks, which was like, what? Why are they? Do what the fuck? Like, uh, I guess I guess Ricky Starks, uh, you know, did something to make Tony Khan happy. Absolutely. I wonder what that was, Chris. I don't know, but. Did something. Uh, they talk <laughs> yeah. about the pyrotechnics. I think that they were trying to do the whole like, you know how you know how when uh, when Cody used to come out and I would make fun of it every time. 
because he'd come out with the whole light show and the pyro and he'd do it like four times a night and it was with like stupid no matter what the situation yeah and he'd come out and it was like no matter the situation his best friend's getting beat down he's got to get the full fucking entrance with <laughs> yeah. the lasers and the lights and the pyro <laughs> i think they were trying to recreate that for ricky starks but you can't do it one night as a celebration of a of a tournament that he won and get the same reaction like it, right. it just looked cool so the crowd was chanting for ricky as soon as the pyro was finished yeah, yeah. I mean, and, oh. you know, you need bigger explosions to excite New Jersey. That's true. Oh, hey, look, they seemed into it, though. I'll say that. But I'm confused, guys, again. There seems to be one too many heels in this segment, in my opinion. This, well, we I haven't mean, really I... gotten to the segment yet. But, uh, I'm listen, well, I, I, I am bit. liking the Ricky Starks because he's a, he's a complete name dropper. He, he drives in in the Beamer. He's, he's bringing the, the, the Louis Vuitton bag. He's mentioning that his shoes are Prada. I want to know what those sunglasses were. And I'm surprised. It feels like just... the rock, though, Jeff. It feels like the rock, man. And I don't this... like it, man. Does feel a little bit like The Rock, but that you know what? Listen, I, if I'm not going to criticize LA Knight for for ripping off the classics, I ain't oh. going to do it for Ricky Starks See, either. Actually, let's talk about that. This is clear diff. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if you guys uh, know this, but did you hear? Apparently, the AEW fans on Wednesday night were chanting for LA Knight. <laughs> so that's interesting. Know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, and there's a hashtag going around which was trending, saying hashtag He's everywhere. So um, there you go. So, but uh, back to LA not for a moment. Sure you say cheese. he's a ripoff, maybe. I don't think he's that much of a ripoff as what Ricky Starks is doing, for example, right? I mean, he's ripping off from what he's wearing to just the mannerisms. I mean, that's a rip to me. Lena. LA Knight is just taking little little bits, but makes it into his own. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Abyss was mankind. And he was. Together. Right. It but it was fine. He turned it into his own. I love the Abyss. Right. He turned it into his own. LA Knight has turned this. This is always, this was been going back to Eli Drake and Impact. Exactly. He's been, he's been working on this character. And True. Ricky Starks, I don't think Ricky Starks asked to be compared to The Rock. He's always looked like a small version of The Rock. A thin, small, he's got that high forehead. He's, you know, he, he's dressed as a little weird body too, let's be honest. He does, but lean in. What's the difference? I mean, if, if you were being compared to the most successful wrestler of all time, or one of the top five, but the most successful human being who was a wrestler of all time, lean in. What what's I mean? What's especially you smell what Ricky's cooking, Jeff? <laughs> I I don't know. Anyway, uh, the only thing that I was upset about is he's still carrying around that Owen belt instead of mentioning what brand his his belt was. I mean, he could have gone with Gucci. He could have gone with the Louis. He could have gone Ferragamo. I mean, there were so many brands. He, Armani. I mean, the, I was waiting to see maybe some of the people Dolce and Gabbana. You know, I'm Vulgari. Vulgari. <laughs> all right. It's Vulgari, actually. As a matter of fact, if you want to actually, pronounce it properly, Vulgari, but okay. you want to know why it is because they're Greeks. They're not That's Greeks. how you pronounce They're it. Italian, you dummy. They're Greeks that immigrated to Italy. <laughs> Jeff, look it up. Okay, I've been to the it's store Vulgaris. and they pronounce it Vulgari. Yeah, but... Vulgari, <laughs> now it up, you right? have It's Vulgari. It's That's how you would say it. It's You're Vulgaris. Vulgari. That's the real last thing. You two <laughs> are the only people Vulgari. in the world who give a shit how to fucking pronounce that word. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. I want to ask Jimmy a couple of questions, and then I have a comment. So, Jimmy, I just right. want you to give me yes or no, yes or no answers to this, right? You don't okay. like Ricky Starks, right? I mean, different. Okay. You, you do like LA Knight, right? Absolutely. And you do like Abyss? Yes. 
Well, I also uh, really, really don't like when wrestlers copy other wrestlers, except when I like it. Uh, moving <laughs> moving forward here, let's talk about what, what Ricky Starks had to say. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Tony basically says, you know, Ricky, you know, yeah, you won, but let's be honest. You, you, you had your hand on the ropes. And uh, Tony is definitely pushing this whole idea of you're a heel, Ricky. Well, the crowd chants, you deserve it. <laughs> uh, really not a good not a good way to do this. Uh, Ricky doesn't want to hear about him cheating. He wants to talk about his shoes and his clothes and how handsome he is. And they really honestly thought that this was going to get booze from this crowd. They're in Jersey and he's a douchebag. You can't find a better fit for a douchebag character than New Jersey. Come on. Those big like ass Jersey sunglasses. Character. Come oh, absolutely. On. Absolutely Come on. does. And by the way, since he's won that that championship and it is a championship, he's gotten a lot more handsome. I have to admit that. <laughs> okay. Mm, yeah. Looks good with the belt. <laughs> I'm I'm speechless now. Wasn't it the same guy that was giving me shit over Johnny TV? Well, I didn't say I would pick him over his female. <laughs> She's getting more. I hate to say. I uh, will get to that. I'll, I'll save it for later. But um, anyway. That's right. You save her that. All right. I will. I will. You'll see. You'll see. All right. Well, CM Punk comes out without his music. He just walks out. He's, that, that's when you know CM Punk is serious. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't bother having the music play. Um, so he comes out without his music. He's just here to say a quick word. He's actually proud of Ricky Starks for getting the win. Um, the crowd kind of reacts a little bit, a little bit heelish to Punk. So he says, you know, if the New Jersey Devils had the wherewithal that Ricky Starks had, they might have made it out of the first round. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. As a Canadian, I actually fucking love that CM Punk continuously brings up hockey teams wherever he goes. So it's good stuff for me. I don't know if it works on like a on like a major platform, but for me, I fucking love it. Well, it's um, not like the Blackhawks have been any better. I mean, seriously. No, they're terrible. But at least they got the first overall pick and they and they picked Connor Bedard, who's going to be a superstar. Anyway, Jeff, New Jersey Devils. Yay, you, uh, don't really care. It always confused me. It just seemed like a minor league New York team. Someone, right. who's the the goalie? Was it Martin Brodeur who turned them into a winning team? Was that their their goalie? Like <laughs> yes. twenty three years ago when they were good. Probably the greatest goaltender of all time, right up there with Patrick Waugh. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was Martin Brodeur, and I mean they had some other really good players too. Scott Stevens was a fantastic defenseman um, in an era where being a brick on ice was still <laughs> like valuable um anyway yeah so i know hockey <laughs> yeah <clears throat> me like hockey um starks basically says that they both have empty bags uh and then and then punk comes back he's mad this time and he says if you want a shot at what's in the bag you go ahead and ask um this was a little homoerotic with just two guys talking about their bags a lot. I wasn't a huge fan of this. But this was so strange because Punk wasn't carrying the bag, but as soon as Starks mentioned the bag while Punk is what all of a sudden that got Punk mad. And, and so now he's doing this real-world championship. By the way, in hockey, I once sat next to the entire time Bobby Nystrom at the U.S. Open. And I said, hey, are you Bobby Nystrom? He goes, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, at the tennis, you, you ran into me at the tennis at Flushing yeah, Meadows. Yeah. I was sitting next to him. Yeah, I mean, I was probably like ten or eight or nine, but uh, oh. you know that when the Islanders mattered. But um, yeah, and eventually he's like, "You want an autograph?" I'm like, "Sure." Are you kidding? <laughs> he's. I could picture that ten year old Jeff Lippman literally reacting like that too. Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to. I mean, first of all, he's a professional hockey player, but and and you don't. Nobody talks at, prote- at professional tennis matches. I mean, you're all everyone whispers. It's like Japanese wrestling. It's like, Quiet, please. Thank you. Fact, they actually they actually <laughs> over the over the speaker. And so this is the 1970s. Also, um, I don't know. Like, you, and I didn't expect to see a star, but I mean, I didn't also realize that it's sort of special for like a single age single digit age child to be at the u.s open i just figured that's what everyone did you know it's <laughs> who knows you, you when you're a kid you don't have any perspective other than yourself um but yeah so i got us he gave me an autograph like on the playbill and tore it off scrap of paper i'm sure it's my mother probably says it somewhere that's cool good deal good deal way back when when the islanders were were still good, which was before the Oilers were still good. So it's been a really, really long time since that happened. And before we were born, Chris. Just before I was born, actually, I think the last. Uh, nah, I think it was the it was the early '80s, the last time the Islanders won the cup, right? Because they, they won, won four they, they won four in a row, like after the Oilers won four in a row, or the Canadians, somebody, uh, or the Oilers after them with uh, yeah. that was Wayne Gretzky. Uh, yes. So it was yeah, it was probably like seventy eight to eighty two around that that era. Yeah, it was late eighties, I'm sure. Um, anyway, late eighties, um, early. Uh, anyway, uh, Luchasaurus's music hits, or was it Christian's? I don't remember. There was a uh, bunch of music. I was there even music? I don't think was it. Uh, I thought somebody's music hit. I can't remember okay. whose it was because neither of them have like terribly memorable music in this company. Um, anyway, Christian and Luchasaurus come out, which really confused me because what the fuck are they doing there uh christian says uh you know hey uh, punk what kind of man carries around a belt that he didn't win right sorry what Uh oh it was christian's music because i i saw the 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 nine eight seven you know the countdown was up on the screen that's the only reason i I know it was christian's music all right, so yeah, Christian with the funny line, you know, uh, what kind of man carries around a belt he didn't win? Ha <laughs> ha! As it's over, zing. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, and then Darby <laughs> Allen comes out because not 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 enough people are involved in this yet for some reason. Um, Why is he saying also, like Mister Cool now? Like, yo, I'm here now. Talks like this now. We're like, what the fuck? What's with this I, guy? I don't know. And a man who paints himself up like a skeleton made fun of somebody else for thinking he was a dinosaur. Oh, oh, but wait, but wait, but wait, yeah. And he also said, "I don't want to talk, but I'll talk anyway." But that not not that part. But just yeah. he goes, "I don't want to talk," but he's totally he's doing was talking, man. This face paint was also it, it. It was no pat. It was weird. It was it was like dis- disconcerting. But you're right. He is coming out a little bit like he's like like Batman. He's like I am just yeah. Actually, it's a good one. Yeah, it's weird, man. I am Batman. I'm justice. <laughs> I am the knight. <laughs> I am meth sting. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's true. Yeah. If you say it's it too fast, crack. it becomes that meth sting. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Fucking KO will get pissed off about that. Um, oh, that reminds me. Uh, I just wanted to say one more thing. Oh, no, forget it. Don't worry. It's going backwards, so I, I better not All say right. it. 
All right. Let's not say it. All right. So, yeah, the Darby Allen comes out. He says he's going to put respect back on the TNT title after the next pay-per-view. There's a tag match that gets set for later tonight, and it's Punk and Darby versus Christian and Ricky. Or is it Lucha and Ricky? No, it's Christian and Ricky. There was some confusion even on commentary. So definitely a well-written segment. But Tony Khan made it official in the earpiece right there. Right there on the set, he made it official. Yes, official. Um, yeah, this was a little meandering. I didn't really care for this. It was too. It was too much of who's coming out next and for what reason. When they also could have just had Punk and Starks versus Christian and Luchasaurus, it would have been a per, it like been that would have still made sense, right? And at least, right. at least then, yeah, at least then it's the faces who you're not sure if they can get along. When the heels, when you're not sure if the heels can get along, it's like, why am I watching this? I don't care if the heels don't like each other. They're heels. I don't want them to like each other. I don't care if they like anybody. This this, this whole segment felt very much like a WWE segment where we're we're booking matches and segments right now on the in fly. Show, yeah. Which one of the things about AEW, they don't typically book their matches in the show. Typically, they book the match for next week. Or sometimes even a different show for a Dynamite or Rampage on Collision right. or on Collision for Dynamite. But they book it while a commercial comes on promoting that match for the upcoming show. It's not like but they do it on the show. At least they're doing events, but this is in-show match. It, it tells you. Right. It, it, it's, it's, it's very WWE to, to have half the show booked during the show. Highlight Vet's last uh, comment there, Jimmy. Okay. Yeah, he says booking the main event in the opening segment is extremely raw. And yeah, that's exactly what it is. It, it, I mean, honestly, when they start doing things like this that are so WWE raw, I fully expect to see TK and like our like TK's daughter come out with like her wrestling boyfriend or something so that they can like be the authority in AEW because <laughs> it's like I that, that's just very this is very, very similar to what I see on the other show. Tony. Yeah. And I'm not even it's saying I, I, it's not like I hated the segment. It was fine. It was okay. It was a little bit confusing, a little bit head scratching, but it really felt like I was watching the brand that they're trying not to be, or maybe trying to be, but pretending they're trying not to be. Yeah, I agree. It, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't like I got through this segment and was like, I fucking hated every second of this. I mean, <laughs> uh, Starks had a really good line about not wanting to be one of the pillars and who gives a shit about pillars anyway. That was, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that is exactly what he should be thinking. And if you're a young guy in this company and you weren't named as one of the pillars, I'm sure that's a bit of the actual reaction. Some of these guys have backstage, especially a guy with the talent of Ricky Starks, whether you, like him, hate him, or in or are indifferent about him. He's very talented young guy. He should think this way about pillars and nonsense. And then Darby saying that Luchasaurus is just a dude who took too many psychedelics and thinks he's a dinosaur. Well, that was a good line. <laughs> but should you be? But should you be highlighting that? Like, because you shouldn't. Aren't, Not aren't like we that. supposed to be scared of Luchasaurus? Because now right. he's just he's just a dude who got really high and now he thinks he's a dinosaur. <laughs> The only thing I was thinking is, Darby, what, I know you're straight edge, so what's your excuse for being a stunt junk, you know, being a, you know, an adrenaline whore and, and painting your one half of your face, you know, and I... He's I Batman, Jeff. I, I know. I, I'm the one who brought that up, <laughs> up that comparison earlier. 
but uh, yeah, I, but I, I thought the line was funny. I, I, I again, I, there's nothing about this that I hated. It's just it was weird because punk comes out, you expect him to be the, the hero. It's a hockey town and and a hardcore wrestling, you know, New York adjacent. And punk still is getting booed, which is confusing. Um, and then he leans into it. He, he insults their hockey team because he realizes he's getting booed. But he was supposed to be the face there, and he wasn't. And this is this is getting weird, folks, because this is collision. This is a show around punk. And but even the boos, they're not I mean, it's not like Dominic Mysterio boos. They're like mutant no. boos. It's, yeah. it's it's almost like people are like, We're tired. They don't give a know. shit. Exactly. Spot on. It's, it's almost they like we're don't give a shit. I, I mean, he I looks small he... next to Ricky Starks. I thought he had completely turned it around by the main event. I I, th- I thought the crowd was reacting like very positively to, to CM Punk the rest of the night. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'll, I'll remember. I'll I'll have to click on that file when we get to the main event. But this, I, I, I just didn't get. First of all, he didn't. He wasn't carrying around the bag this week. But Ricky Starks mentions the bag. I did like. He said, "You're wondering what's in the bag? It's empty. I just wanted to show off the Lue I just bought." But then he makes <laughs> mentions of Punk. He goes, "Hey, you carrying around empty red bags?" And then all of a sudden, Punk is like angry. Oh, you want to talk about what's in my red bag? You want to go for that? Now he's doing the real world champ. No, you're not the real world champion. You broke your fucking body. They took the title away from you. <laughs> you're not the real world champion. You never lost the title. That's a, but the real world champion thing is a, that's an entirely different concept. I don't know if it really is, to be honest with you. Like it, at least at least in the combat sports that I've followed, there, there's a lot of that kind of thing that happens occasionally. Well, a lot of interim interim championships. Right. But that's how they call it. And I mean if the champ gets injured and goes away for two years, he comes back and often the world champion will say, I never lost the belt. I still consider myself the world champion. Um and in boxing specifically where they have multiple I mean, boxing is so politically stupid that it's 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 sort of shot itself in the foot a number of times over the last and still is in many ways three years or so because there's 18 people calling themselves world champion um well he better confront mjf next week because they're going to both be on collision that's all it's it's true it's true if you're gonna if you're gonna go with that then you need to actually go with it but uh, go with it right i mean why why did he come out with the bag in the first place there is in, in, in boxing and in MMA, there is the idea of the lineal world champion. Right. That is, That's I true. beat the guy who beat the guy who beat the guy. You just won some fucking tournament for a belt. Get, get that belt. The, the the lineal one doesn't even doesn't even need to be around for boxing anyway. But you brought up brought up MJF or one of these did. Can't just say that. Does the MJF Adam Cole thing remind you in a way of uh, Kevin Owens and MJF? I mean, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. The Festival of Friendship? I mean, other than it's sort of like an odd couple that has pretty good comedic chemistry, no. I mean, the festival, the, the, the friendship with Kevin Owens and, and Chris Jericho lasted a good long time. And I, and it, it did. And neither one was But it's the similar, though, because I don't think it was intended to last as long as it did. Maybe. I listen, all odd couples in wrestling can be compared to one another. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry, I just had to say that since MJF got brought up. But yeah, as far as Punk goes, they need to they need to roll into it. I mean, they really do. But now that MJF is busy with Adam Cole, when do you do it? Maybe after the Cole MJF segment, like like program. Maybe after the Punk Ricky Starks program. Is that what they're doing? I don't. I have I'm not no really idea. Sure. 
Right. <clears throat> I, I have no clue. Punk is all over the place right now, man. That's what's weird. He's, you know, he's feuding. What happened to the Bullet Club? I mean, that's just done and dusted now. Well, so is Ricky Starks. What's, what, who, who's he that's doing? That's what I'm saying. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. this yeah, feels like been... Wednesday nights a little bit with the booking right now. It would have been nice to come away from this episode knowing a little bit more about what's next. Um, but, uh, yeah, say yeah. la vie, I guess. Um, yeah. Anyway, next up uh, for us is Andrade. He's being told that because of what happened last week um, or the week before or something, um, and management doesn't want him here. It's it's so, so terrible that he's not allowed back. I honestly, Jeff, I'm going to ask you. I don't remember what he did that was so egregious last week. Can you tell me what it was? Like, did they ban people from the arena now for having terrible, terrible accents? Damn it. I was going to say the same thing. As you remember last week, we, we went, we dove deep into Canadian provincial law where he was uh, not allowed to come ah. to ringside because he had a walking stick while coming to the ring. And But he never got to the ring and he was escorted out last week. So he did nothing. He didn't even beat up the security guards. I, but I do want to point out that in the midst of the, the five security guards, other than the real security guy there that works for Atlas Security, in, in those five were Ring of Honor, superstars and international superstars and one of the former foundation members and sometimes member of the MWA, you had both LSG and Reptitus were in the in in security. Now good for them to get they were? Yes. LSG and Reptitus were two members of security. And listen, most people probably don't recognize LSG even if you are a wrestling fan, but everybody recognizes Reptitus because his face looks like Meth Titus. <laughs> yeah. I hate him. I can't stand him. I don't even know how this guy still has a job for all these well, years, but, man. But he's been demoted to security. This is like a twenty-year <laughs> veteran. I mean, normally, I know. I mean, I don't. I didn't recognize who the other three guys, but I bet somebody did. I'm sure they're local wrestlers from whatever, and I'm sure they're local and whatever. And like I said, good for them to get a paycheck. But listen, in for you, Ring of Honor hardcore fans. This should be offensive to you. I mean, you actually were telling me, and I mean them, that Coast to Coast Express, which was LSG, and I, I can't even remember who the fuck his partner was uh, at, the, at the moment. Uh, they were supposed to be big stars. And Reptide, as people are telling, I mean, he was in the foundation, which was the, the Jonathan Gresham, Jay Lethal, Tracy Williams, Reptide. They were the heart and soul of pure wrestling, like the basically the four horsemen, but of pure honor wrestling in Ring of Honor during their, their failed year. Uh, well, most recent failed year, just they're in security now. It's this is not like some twenty-one-year-old up-and-comer. This is a guy that's, that's done and washed. Ah, well, anyway, Andrade uh, does the <laughs> thing where uh, where he pretends to not understand what's being said, or maybe his English is really worse than it than it even seems because he goes uh, <laughs> over here is uh, is 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 locker room. And uh, they go, no, that's not the locker, locker room. room. You can't go to the locker room. The lo you, you have to leave. You have to leave, Andrade. Management doesn't want you here. Lo locker, room, Andale, Andale. locker room is here. Uh, no, no, you can't go to the locker room. You're not wanted here. You need to leave. I want my mask. Uh, no, you no, have this to leave. Porta, to porta, door. Leave. Exito. <laughs> Exito, yeah. Do you guys think that he's actually, that he actually did aggravate his injury and like they just said okay you don't you can't wrestle for three or four weeks he aggravated his tongue clearly because he can't speak still <laughs> are you complaining <laughs> nah. that he's not speaking no eh, i don't know 
listen, <laughs> they're doing a different kind of thing with this show, right? Where every All main right? event has basically been like at least a half hour long, right? Like, yeah, what what's up with that? I don't know. I I don't I don't dislike it to be honest with you. I like that they're giving matches like room to breathe and time to develop and stuff like that. But um, if it but we means need stories that, to develop, Chris, that's the yeah, thing. that's true. That's a hundred percent true. But if it means we don't see a guy for one week, or you know, we 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 have we have a backstage segment instead, I don't mind that. Um, people were already going, where's Miro? Where's Miro? Miro wasn't here this week. He must be injured or pissed off or something. And I was like, calm the fuck down. Like, we haven't seen him for one week. Maybe he had a week off. Right? That's true. Um, I agree with you 100% on that. Not every wrestler needs to be on the show every single week. Uh, But, I mean, but the payoff to this has to be, I mean, Andrade versus House of Black has to involve two other guys. I mean, so he's got, but we don't, but Roosh is obviously in some sort of doghouse, which means, and Jurelistico never got no. the all week, Chiron. Paragon I heard he was injured. Who, Roosh? Roosh, yeah. Uh, well, I haven't heard that. I'm, I can't, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm right either. That's just from what I read online somewhere. Well, okay. I'm pretty sure he pissed off backstage when he beat the shit out of Jungle Boy and then let him get a roll. Oh, I remember that. He right. hasn't been on TV since, so yeah, of course I remember that. How long ago was that? That's over five weeks ago at this point, right? Yes, it's it's been like seven or eight weeks. It was before Jungle yeah, Boy went bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I knew that, of course. But yeah, it feels like a long time ago. He went from spoiled to spoiled like milk. Yeesh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, retro Rocket Review with a funny comment there. Uh, Miro is godless. He walks alone. He will be the Scorpion King, which of course is a reference <laughs> to the Godsmack video, uh, which was a part of the Scorpion King's um, uh, promotion. So good on you, Retro. Um, <clears throat> I have a funny story about accents because accents were a funny part of this segment. Um, my ex-wife used to work in a, at a drugstore, basically, and there was a guy who came in to talk uh, to ask for something, but he had a really, really thick accent, like extremely thick. But my what ex-wife, was the accent? I don't remember. But my okay. ex-wife went to say, I can't understand your accent, but because she was kind of flustered at the time, what come, what <laughs> came out was, I can't stand your accent. Uh, so that caused some problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do you remember the reaction? Uh, it, would just, it just caused some problems. Somebody was like, why did you say that? She was like, I didn't what mean did you to fucking me? say that. <laughs> uh, anyway, good stuff. So, shout I out stand to next to that door. <laughs> uh, yeah. Locker room is here? No. no! <laughs> Fuck. Locker room uh, here? Porta anyway. here? <laughs> Back from break. Uh, we have a tag match as Bullet Club Gold will face Darius Martin and Mario Andretti. Um... So yeah. the race car driver and um and a, and an actor, yeah, Martin Lawrence, something like that. Um, Andretti and Martin are basically here to be young and capable of flips, which they are and they are. So check check. <laughs> the Gun Club are at ringside to sell new T-shirts, which they were here <laughs> doing. So check check there. Um, the best part of this match was actually Riccoboni selling that AEW have a partnership with Best Buddies, which is an organization which pairs people with developmental and mental difficulties with a big brother type. 
Nigel immediately says, Action Andretti is the best buddy of Darius Martin. And I laughed and laughed and laughed because British humor is fucking awesome. Uh, like, I don't does know a lot if of Nigel wink winks, man. Say that, but oh, fuck, he did. was that funny. <laughs> he even said, like, the week before, he's like, he looks at Ian, he's like, tell me when I'm telling lies, Ian. <laughs> I mean, seriously. He's a character, uh, man. Good stuff. Um, anyway, yeah, Bullet Club Gold get the win. Uh, it was a fine match, I guess. This was this was a cruise control, more like it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a, a squash match, but it was one of no. those matches where you're watching and waiting to see something happen, and just nothing happens, and all of a sudden, oh, there's the finish. Okay, good, great. Um, Jeff, did you feel any differently about this match? Was there something here that I missed? Yeah, I, well, I don't know there's anything that you missed. It's just that I just have a different opinion of it. I thought it was terrible, not because the match was bad, but because Bullet Cup Club Gold last week, and actually two weeks ago also, gave us two sensational matches against the best team in the world, uh, because the Usos are not currently wrestling together. Um, and now they're having a hard time against Action Andretti and Darius Martin. So they've just lost to FTR. Why are Bullet Club Gold still a tag team? Why are they focusing on them as a tag team? What and and why are they having a hard time? The guns are out there. At least make it an easy time because they cheated and that there's a reason for. They should have been the ones to have this matchup. If anything, that's a good argument too. I, I and I don't under, listen. I didn't understand it before when the gun clubs did it with the acclaimed. I don't understand. I don't understand where you form a faction made up of two tag teams. At some point, Jay White has to be. You know, everyone's like saying he's not buried. He's not buried. You're right. He's not buried. He's given us some sensational matches. He's on TV every week now, and it seems to matter. But if they're just mired in tag team action and they just lost their tag team title shot, then what? What's the point? Either it's WWE booking and they get another title shot just because, or he's no, no. got to go for something else, which means Juice has to do right. something else. And the Gun Club, what the fuck are they trying to do? Well, Weren't they trying to find their Jeff, way back to the acclaimed? This is AEW booking, not even WWE booking, because they do such a great match the week before. It was a good build to that match with FTR, somewhat a good build. But I fully Just, understand that. The problem but it was is for nothing anyway, Jeff. Like you're saying, it was for nothing. It's nothing. Is a, but the hope of Collision back. is that booking would matter, that we were going to get a smarter form of oh, wrestling shit. booking. That was the hope. Oh, Sorry, dude. I wasn't looking. Like, I wasn't this looking motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I sent you an invite like at the start of the show, man. That's why I wasn't even paying Well, you don't look at your there. screen. Anyways, hey, could you guys keep it down? I'm trying to watch the G1, okay? Some real wrestling. <laughs> some real wrestlers. <laughs> Okay, that's all I really came to say. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, how are you? I, I, I love the new Gatorade, too. Is it G1? Is that what they're calling it? Oh, you didn't just say that. You didn't anyway, say yeah, that. ladies and gentlemen, our very own best buddy, the vet, is here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> there was no snacks in the green room, by the way. There was no <laughs> bottled water. Actually, uh, well, how long were you waiting for, man? Oh, I'd say a good 10 minutes. Shit. God damn it, man. Sorry, dude. Now I feel bad. Jimmy, this is your Should brain on drugs. Because I'm uh, not hosting, right? I'm not looking at, like, the chat even. I'm not looking at, like, you know what I mean? I'm not even paying attention to what's going on outside of this screen. You know what I'm saying? That's all right. We don't have to make this any longer. 
So <laughs> if you guys want to move the show along, Chris, like you promised you would in the debut episode that I you will. were going to run a tight ship, let's do that. <laughs> I will. I will continue to do that, and I will continue to hold to that. Um, yeah. All right. So next up, we've got uh, Miro's music hits. And, uh, yeah, so everybody who was freaking out about Miro and going, Miro must be angry. He must want out of his contract. No, he just wasn't there for one fucking week. Everybody chill out. Also, a week where they had two tournament finishes and an hour-long opening match. Everybody relax. Um, anyway, Nick Camarado does not relax. He actually jumps uh, Miro before Miro is able to make his way to the ring. Uh, Nick is a big guy, so I didn't hate that he got a little bit of offense here after he basically ambushed Miro to start the match. Um, Miro does take over uh, with a German super kick and then hits the game over. The crowd really dug this match. Um, it was another one of these quick matches for Miro. I'm not sure where they're going with him, but more Miro? Yes, please. Um, Vet, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, yeah. What did you think about this? This, uh, I guess some people will say, oh, they were kind of burying Miro because Nick Camarado like, jumped him. But Nick Camarado is almost twice the size of Miro. He's a very, very large man. Like Even though he hasn't been booked strongly, this still made sense, right? I mean, he, he got the ambush first off, and the match was still done within five minutes. Sure. Well, I mean, if you're going to keep Nick Camarado around for any reason, you might as well do something with him. Uh, fun fact, uh, Nick Camarado was doing the lollipop gimmick in ROH, and then all of a sudden, Big Bill has a lollipop. Interesting. Yep. Very lollipops interesting. Lollipops everywhere. He was he was doing it also in AEW. He was. Well, no he one saw the him Godfather. there, so I just I was just <laughs> assuming that, you know, I'd, I'd just bring up Ring of Honor because that was much more recent when he's wearing his stupid little felt hat and his right. his lollipop and then like, that's, that's a big bill gimmick now because you know big bill screams lollipop with everything he does uh blo charms blow pop for for big bill <laughs> you know it's, he's not jojo enough being named big bill uh but he's gotta suck something uh in all mm. of his backstage interviews he, he definitely besides what he normally something. sucks yeah okay so anyway <laughs> enough about that um as far as as far as you know, Nick Camarado getting some offense in, sure, why not? I'm just glad that it wasn't going to be another one of those, you know, uh, Miro against the smallest guy that we have in the building tonight type thing. Because I'm tired of seeing that shit too. Yeah. Um, and as to your point about people freaking out about Miro not being on the show, I mean, he has been on the show. He just does his little uh conan the barbarian promos you know <laughs> which is a good use for him if you're not going to have a match every week just let him you know lament the fact that he's in a battle with his god and then you know any but other 80s game, movie stuff though? he likes to do but what's the end game with me there I mean, is no end game, game. he's exactly. just he just likes he just likes arnold schwarzenegger movies okay <laughs> no he's gonna he's gonna wrestle with god and he's gonna become the new oh. israel and start a cult <laughs> I mean, if we get to the blow-off between Miro and God, the who, blow pop? Who, or the blow-pop in, in this case. It Miro could be Big, Big Bill. Bill with a, with a Charms blow-pop on a pole? <laughs> and Why Adam not? Cole? Cole, Cole and a, Cole and a blow-pop <laughs> yeah. on a pole match? Which one's which? No one can tell? I was going mean, to say make, I was gonna say you'd have to make a really big blow-pop, but you really wouldn't because it's Adam no, Cole. No, you wouldn't. Oh. Bye-bye. 
Well, you'll need a blowfly. You just get one of those those carnival uh, lollipops, the big ones with the spiral. Oh, the big ones. Rainbow. Right, right. Now that's yeah. that's too big. Now that's, that's way too big for Adam Cole. We you think he need a spot? If you hand Adam Cole, <laughs> if you hand Adam Cole one of those big lollipops, he's gonna fall over. Well, Roderick Strong could help him. Could hold up his elbows during. The he is night. pretty strong. He is pretty yeah. strong. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's why it's in his name. Um, mm-hmm. this right might, listen. I I thought Nick Camarado was gone, which is unfortunate because I I not because I don't like him because I would like him to be someplace else where he gets more of a prominent role because he is a big guy. He looks like he'll be the berserker in WWE, Jeff. Yeah, no. Well, he looks like that. He he looks like if Ming and Hercules Hernandez had a child. I mean, yeah, that would that would be exactly. I I, I'd be all for it. And you know what? His little felt out gimmick reminded me of Tony D's gimmick. You know what Tony D doesn't have in his group? Muscle. So I, I mean, so you know, and I think, a lollipop, and a lollipop, <laughs> and yeah, a lollipop. and they can't afford one because business is bad. He's been in jail. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I didn't love that Miro. Like, I don't think this is the best use of Miro if you're going to have him on a winning streak. I, I, but I didn't. My, the the main thing I took from this is that Nigel McGuinness talked about the nightmare factory, even though QT Marshall tweeted three months ago that the nightmare factory was disbanded. So I, I don't know what that was all about. Um, but this was this was one of three sort of minor errors that Nigel McGuinness made. One where he referred to the tri- the trios champions as the tag team champions, and I'm pretty sure at some point instead of saying the AEW tag team champions, he said the NWA tag team champions. Before that FTR montage, Nigel McGuinness has been doing this for years because of a CTE, so I wouldn't you know pick <laughs> on him too too much. I'm not. It's just you know. It's you know. The, I, I, It'd be different I mean, if he was just if he was just inept, like say Michael Cole or somebody. Then I would say. But Nigel has a reason why he makes these little mistakes. It's it's because of all the shit that he went through trying to impress everybody. Twenty. Years I get ago. it. If if your if your starting pitcher can't throw a fastball because they have a weak shoulder, that's why they can't throw a weak. They can't throw a good fastball. But but maybe they shouldn't be your starting pitcher. They don't. They like having I'll, English I'll take, guy on commentary because you sound classy. I'll take eighty percent of. I'll take eighty percent of Nigel McGuinness over basically everybody else that they have employed as as announcers. So yeah, that's probably true. Now, uh, now on the uh, on on one other topic, I, I guess I should have mentioned. Um, you know, in regards to the Nightmare Factory and every product of it, just like just like every one of them, uh, Nick Camarado is the drizzling. And um, I wouldn't be sad if I never saw him or anybody from that place ever again. They haven't turned out one decent product. We've noticed. I don't think they're going to. The, who's the most successful graduate of QT Marshall School? We, we, we can't No one's agree. graduated. They're still in all. They're still all in remedial training. Uh, yeah, what about that? That's, that's an opinion was, that we all have. Or as Jimmy would say, hey. was the, the blind boxer from England. He was supposed to be a star. Mm-hmm. He go-goed his ass on back to England. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Cody Kills. Go-go got up and went. Before yeah. it ever started. Yeah. Yeah. Before he a go-goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that should have been his theme. It should have. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we got a solid, a solid video package next, selling the history of FTR and AEW. Um, again, I'm going to point this out because I find it both funny and kind of sad. Every time they do these highlight packages for basically anybody – the guy whose voice you hear as the announcer over almost every single one of these is Jim fucking Ross still. So, yes, he's an old man. Yes, he has a hard time getting around. Yes, he sometimes gets people's names wrong. He's still 
miles ahead of everybody else that they have in a commentary position on this company. And it proves it because every single time they want to put together a highlight package, it's Jim Ross saying things. I mean, well, look, he's not the same anymore. Let's be honest, guys. I mean, he really isn't. But it's still JR, and I hope he's, he's, he's good, man. I mean, we haven't heard about him or from him now for a few weeks. Yeah, apparently he's having a, a bit of a hard time getting around and stuff. So, uh, JR, not that you have any reason to be listening, but if you happen to hear this, get bell soon. Um, I would love to hear you back on commentary. Um, <laughs> all right. So, next up so here. Is this all got... from his fall where he injured his eye? Is he yeah, still yeah. injured yeah, it's, from that? It's, it's from that, right. Wow. I want to say that they were starting to get away from having him come to the shows anyway. Like they, they were, were slowly to get away. Yeah, yeah but he also had that skin cancer treatment. So oh, yes, that's probably why. Right. You know, right. I mean, Jim Jim Ross is his, mentally his faculties are all still there. It's just that he's so checked out of everything he's done because he's got so comfortable casually talking. You know, like and 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 having imaginary conversations with fans on his podcast, you know that he <laughs> that he's seen on Twitter, that he carries some of that over into the shows, and it's just not as professional anymore. But if someone could, if someone had the balls to sit down and say, Jim, this isn't what we need from you, you know, I'm sure he could get back to his old form or something close closer to it than he has been. But unfortunately, he's had this issue with the skin cancer. Then he has this this fall where he got a concussion. Yes, he did get a concussion. So, you know, he's not traveling for a while. Um, but he'll probably be back soon and again in a limited role. Uh, so don't worry. Jim Ross is on his way back. Yeah. Okay. Some insider information there. Excellent. Hey, opinion haver has more than just opinions. Um, AEW World Trios Championship is defending next. Opinion That's haver. right. The opinion. Oh, I, got, I got an opinion on this. I got an opinion on this. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Um, like I didn't. I, as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw the house. Anytime I see the House of Black, because I'm usually watching AEW like on a lunch break. So like I'm, I got my phone, you know. But I also have to like get something to eat for lunch. So anytime I see the House of Black like on my screen of any kind, whether it's at home, on the phone at work, whatever. I know I'm safe to just ignore it and do whatever I want to do, and I won't miss <laughs> anything. How do you feel about Rhett Titus and LSG being security guards? Like you said, I didn't recognize LSG at all, but uh, I did see Rhett Titus, and I was like, oh. But if I didn't see you say that earlier on Twitter, I wouldn't have even seen Rhett Titus because I wasn't been looking at him. But yeah, oh, I didn't even kind of kind of odd, kind of odd. That's like a that's like a, a shots fired almost. Yeah. I have no idea who you guys are talking about. Moving on. Um, the House of Black and the Acclaimed have a match. Um, Max Caster is not able to get his rap out before Buddy jumps him on the outside, which I found to be very good logic. Why would you let them finish their rap, you dumb fuckers? Just jump them. Um, anyway, Buddy does that. He'll start the match in charge. Uh, Nigel points out the strengths of each guy in the House of Black. He talks about the athleticism of, of Buddy Matthews, the striking ability of uh, Black, and also just the other guy's big and strong and stuff. So yeah, it's good good stuff from Nigel. Um, the ref screaming pretty solidly for Brody to get the fuck out of the ring when he's not the legal man. Um, I really like this. Uh, again, uh, even when the show's not great, I-, I will say that the logic on Collision seems to be 
run by someone different because I never see this kind of thing from the referees on Dynamite, and I see it consistently in Collision. They did it in the main event, too, where the referee will say to the guy, and not nicely. They, they, you don't just see him casually counting in a corner. He goes, Brody, get out of the ring! Like, <laughs> like get the fuck out! And that's what a referee should be doing. Like, you're supposed to enforce the rules. That's your fucking job. Um, so, again, even when the show's not great, I find the logic on Collision to be a lot better. Um, more of that, please. Malachi gets the win with a spin kick. Um, and then he gives Billy Gunn a hug. And then Buddy also says something to him. So, that's an interesting little wrinkle there. Gunn undoes his boots, and it appears as if he's placing his boots in the ring uh crowd chance you still got it and he pushes and he pushes caster and bowens away before leaving uh you said you didn't watch it vet jeff what did you think about the match first and then tell me what you thought of the the segment afterwards with billy gunn well first i was really i was sort of surprised because i figured this was a good opportunity to put the trios titles on the acclaim not because i think that they're a great trios team but they, it's their second time around going for this title. Billy Gunn is getting up there in age. But also because I didn't think that AW would want the trio's titles handcuffed and always be, you know, being held hostage on Saturday night where they could put them on Friday night and Wednesday night as well. If it was the acclaim, they could, they could be on all three shows. No problem. So I was a little bit surprised by that. But I actually liked the match. I liked that House of Black absolutely dominated them, that, that the acclaim really couldn't get their shit together. Billy Gunn was the weak link. He was unconscious for a good part of the match um the segment afterwards i mean it took billy gunn entirely too long to take off his boots like so i you know and there's nothing he can do about it it just seems to be you know not well thought out and when it was too long to be dramatic it's just like it takes a long time to take off those goddamn boots but you know that was interesting he put them in a, like saying i'm done i'm out of here frustrated push away from caster it's just weird it didn't involve his sons at all but you know Buddy Murphy said something to him uh, or Malachi hugged him. It's almost like they were whispering like sweet nothings into his ear. Like you're done. Stop embarrassing yourself. You know, nah, I didn't mean to hurt you. Respects, obviously. Uh, well, who knows what they would but I, Listen, that's what they were probably saying, but I'm imagining in kayfabe, he's saying, he's saying, you did the right thing. You have nothing left. You know, you're, you're an empty <laughs> man now. Leave, leave while you still have pride, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, it's interesting. I mean, it's it's an interesting story. They haven't done a retirement angle yet on AEW that I can remember. That's sort of the only, and that's probably one, one of the angle. only angles they haven't done yet on AEW. So, no, I thought I thought this was good. Yeah, great. I think Billy Gunn can't retire yet until he also climbs a ladder in the middle of the ring and then jumps outside through some tables and breaks his face. Um, Jimmy. Uh, what do you think? Is Billy Gunn done, or are we running this as some kind of an angle where Billy Gunn's done, but secretly he's not done? <laughs> what do you think? I actually think you're right. I, I personally think they're running some sort of angle here, man, because it kind of feels uneventful. Why now? Like, why would this be his final match just out of the blue like that? That doesn't make sense to me. But um, what angle is this? I have no idea. So we'll see what happens, but uh, the match was fine. It was all right, but I was kind of indifferent. What I did pop to, though, uh, did you guys notice the Dirty Dom chant? <laughs> that was pretty funny. No one? Yeah, they chanted oh, Dirty well, Dom did... at, at Buddy. That was funny. Yeah, that, that was cool. That was funny, and, um, you know, I'm sure he's probably paranoid 
because of Dirty Dom. But uh, yeah, look. A threat. Well, look at him. Look at the way he acts on Twitter, like a like a freaking idiot. I mean, seriously, he shouldn't even be like selling that shit. But that's just him. But look, I don't know what they're trying to do. Maybe whatever it is. Maybe well, he yeah. knows that every dollar Rhea makes is a dollar he makes. Maybe, maybe. But um, look, I don't know what they're trying to get at over here. I don't know if um, the acclaim and Billy Gunn are done, but uh, I don't well, know. Like, I just don't know where they're going. Be. The angle should be, I'm holding you guys back. You should be going for tag team gold. You're one of the best tag teams in the world, and you're but here why? with me. But, but, and, and, and but I've why is got... he feeling sorry for himself suddenly? Well... I, he's got he, his sons don't talk to him. They abandon him. He's got a family to fix. That's the angle. He's like, I'm holding you guys back, and I and I need to fix my family. Yep. Maybe. And and also and also in an effort to in an effort to make it better, since I've been like a father figure, I brought in somebody else to be like a father figure, and then Chuck Palumbo comes out. <laughs> We're just waiting for it, man. We're just waiting. I, I love how you keep fantasy casting this because I you, I do the same thing. I keep doing my you know evil puppet menagerie heart business two point. I so keep doing it, brother. Keep keep going at it. It'll <laughs> yeah, happen. It's going to happen for you. Good old Chuck. Um. All right. Did you uh, did you catch the next segment there? Uh, opinion haver, which was the interview in ring between Tony Schiavone and FTR. Sure. Uh, although I do have to, I, I did want to comment, even though I didn't pay attention to the actual match, uh, I did want to comment on the Billy Gunn thing. If I had to guess, well, first of all, if Billy Gunn's going to retire, he can go ahead and get off the gas now. Um, right, and exactly. If, uh, and uh, I think it's really just, it, it, I, it feels to me kind of like just something to add a little bit more interest. Like they tried it once, didn't get it. They tried it this time. Now Billy Gunn's thinking about getting it. Maybe the third time's the charm, and that'll get people even more invested in seeing the acclaimed and Billy, you know, get those trios championships like they always dreamed of ever since they got together a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, oh, they sure dreamed this. It. Is, this now, is one of the things that I that I laugh about with AEW, and I have for a very long time. Right, Jimmy? Like you, you can vouch for me when uh, when the Death Triangle, for instance, first came together. <laughs> The announcers basically played it off like these these three guys are brothers and they've loved each other for their whole lives and I'm like, Pac doesn't give a shit about these two guys. What? Why are they selling it this way? And yeah, I mean we're doing the whole thing of like, well, if I can't help you guys win the trio's <laughs> title, then you know I'm not useful. And it's like you know since we've been together since April, and it's like, <laughs> uh, fuck. I'm smelling a love angle, man. Can. I can picture Bowens yes. and Casabella, but, but Daddy, so but Daddy, we love you. To come back. Yeah, exactly. He that. runs Stop in. all that. No Chuck Palumbo, no. Come on. You love no, so Stop it. Love it. Um, That's right, what we're so doing, Vit. Now we, have, now we have an actual tag team, FTR, in the ring with Tony Schiavone, and they're saying stuff like they normally do. It was fine. Yeah, Dash says he doesn't trust MJF and uh, or Cash. He doesn't trust MJF. And then Cash, Cash, and then Dash, Dash, and Chris. Okay, the bald one said that the bald one says that he used to work at a feed shop and uh, bald one. I believe it. Yeah, uh, he. There were people who used to come into the feed shop and they were and they were real preppy and they they made they would make fun of them. Nobody's a preppy who's walking into a feed shop. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Not... What the fuck are they talking about? Thank Jeff's, you. 
Jeff's people do not frequent feed shops. I'm sorry, that's not that didn't happen. And, and, and guess what? The people who are preppy that need feed shops, they get the feed delivered to their stables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Can they just um, the fuck up? live ten minutes up the road from me? Uh, Tony <laughs> Schiavone. Uh, basically, he says that uh, the the match last week was one of the best tag matches he's ever seen. Um, I, I still think that was a great tag match. I, I don't care. I mean, people can people can love it or hate I, it all. No, they it want. was. It was great. It was great I think tag. it's I, I think it's legitimately one of the matches of the year already. Um, and then they hype the match next week against MJF and Adam Cole. Um, I just don't want to hear from FTR going talking about how the ten long years. I mean, we just saw a segment with Billy Gunn, who's put thirty-five years into the business, and he's talking about ten long years. I mean, come on, you you were you graduated from NXT. You were you were you know he couldn't. I know what he wants to say the comedy skits of after, but he kept repeating himself. He like cut the same promo three times. And and all I saw is that. He has like these weird lines behind his ears, like he wore glasses that were too tight for three years, and his ears <laughs> t- and like his skull is like permanently indented. I just, I just can't stand bald. He's, he, he's like, he's always whining bald. and crying about something. And Cash just lets him. Is yeah, that yeah, the bald and Cash? Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, vet. I haven't heard you talk about uh, the tag match actually from last week. Did you, did you see it? And what did you think about it? Yes, I watched it very intently, and. Uh... I thought it was a, you know, when in the totality of it, when you look back at it, you have to say, well, wow, what a great epic match, you know? However, while I was watching it in real time, I was, I found several things to be annoyed about and nitpick at, you know, when I, and and things that I I would have done differently. But um, it also seemed like, and I don't know if this was by design. I don't think it was if I had to trust my instinct, but. It seemed like, especially in the previous match to that, like there there seemed to be a little discord between Jay and uh, Dash or D- Dax Daxon or Bald as he's <laughs> known. Um, like they looked like there was some things that they didn't agree about what should happen next uh, in that, which which is intriguing to me. I, I find that entertaining. I don't know if anybody else caught that, but. Um, but uh yeah there's just there's just a bunch of stuff like uh for example uh, just just for one obvious easy example that probably everybody thought of uh you know when they do that spot in the third fall where they like take a spill over the barricade and i'm like this is the least painful looking thing that anybody in AEW's ever done and you guys are selling this like you got dropped off the roof I, i'm just like get your ass back in that fucking ring or take a harder bump but don't slow down the entire the entire thing, um, just just to like uh, tease the idea that this match might get called off, you know, uh, yeah. th- that that was stupid. The, Whoever's idea that was spot on. I bet that Vit uh, actually do, yeah. do the AEW thing and take it and take a bump through the table and then probably some thumbtacks and then we'll believe you that you need forty five seconds to recover. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so there was that. But I mean, but you know, overall they 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 worked really hard uh obviously and uh, I thought that when you look back at it it's it was a cool um like it was a cool experience for this is going to be people that's never even seen anything remotely resembling a match like that. So just to do something different um and AEW's not afraid to put on a long match. So um you know, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Uh there was one yeah. other thing I was going to add about it, but, um, oh, I was just going to say, you know, 
uh, Chris, I've been telling you, like, you know, enjoy your J Mignon, you know, when you get to savor <laughs> it, you know, and, and you're seeing that, yep. uh, you know, week to week you get, you, you're, you're, it, it takes a while. It, it just takes a while. He doesn't do the things that are obvious. Um, but after a period of time, you start to realize, Hey, wait a minute, you know? So I agree. Actually, the, the comparison that sort of struck me this week was actually between him and Christian. Um, and I know that I know that some people don't like Christian. He's not really their taste or whatever, but Christian is an excellent professional wrestler. And he proved that again in the main event tonight. And most of the things that Christian did were, it wasn't taking a bump. It wasn't delivering a move. It was his mannerisms and the things that he did in between the moves, right? That's what real working is. And uh, a lot of the heel tactics that he went with, I instantly thought, this is something Jay White would do. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a good comparison to be made. Listen, if you're getting into professional wrestling and somebody says, hey, you know who you remind me of is Christian? Uh, you should feel very blessed and feel like you're doing the right thing. Because if you're if people are reminded of Christian, you're doing great. Um, <clears throat> next up, there's a Blood and Guts recap. I will recap Blood and Guts for you. It was shit. Let's move on. Um <laughs> Sky Blue and Taya Valkyrie are up next. The, the announcers talk up how much Blue looked up to Taya. And uh, Taya comes out and she's clearly a heel again because they're not in Canada. What the fuck are they doing? They she was a heel. She went back to Canada. She was a face. She was crying. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm wrestling in my hometown even though I was born uh, 400 kilometers west of here in fucking British Columbia. Anyway, um... Now she's back to being a heel because apparently we just switch back and forth depending on what fucking city we're in in this company. Um, she was wearing black. She can't help it. I told you black leather. She's a heel. Right. Also, Taya speaks Spanish during the break uh, and they call her La Huera Loca, uh, which is fine. But for those of us who haven't been paying attention to every moment of Taya Valkyrie's life since the very beginning of her birth into professional wrestling, maybe you could explain to us why you called her La Huera Loca or some of what she did in Mexico so that we know why she's speaking in fucking Spanish when she's from Canada. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody have Van any ideas? V Vampira? Well, I know she calls herself that, but the, the beyond that, I couldn't tell you anything. But she was, I, I point out that she was wearing black leather again, so she had You know no why? Right. Hey, you know what, guys? Is it just me? Is she putting on even more weight every week? I, I'm, done I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just saying. I, I said know. what I said weeks ago, and everybody jumped on me. Well, I'd still, I'd still let her touch it. Um, I, I like the Should sliding him, out bro. of the ring. I like the sliding out of the ring German that she does. That's a cool little move. And also wet it or her, her a new finish. Sliding out of the and ring a Jay White move. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a German who slides all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but all right. I like, I like Taya's new finish, which is kind of a face stomp thing. Uh, Valkyrie also takes the mic after she heals on the crowd. She's really not good, um, on the mic, like exceptionally bad. I think her first line was, wow, New Jersey, you're even worse than <laughs> I thought you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. Eesh. Um, 
Anyway, she no says seat. that uh, she's got a win this week, and Brent Brit also has a a win this week. So she's challenging her to a, a match on Wednesday. So she says she did say that she beat one of AW's homegrowns. Does that mean that she's going to join the Outcasts after they called her a loser and beat her up? Because that's what they they talk about the homegrowns. Or is it just AW? People say whatever they want. That's right. It's it's the latter. Okay. Yeah. But but anyway, but it could be also the former too. I mean, you can go either way with this company. Thanks, Jimmy. That was helpful. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank it you. It might be one and it might be the other. Thank you for listening. I mean, but seriously, you can't put it past them. They they can easily go that way or the other way. Either way, that well, we they, we they, have someone here who's known to have opinions. Well, that's opinion, true. Opinion haver, what's your opinion on Taya Valkyrie? Oh, um, not interested. But uh, Sky Blue has a butt, so there's that. She does. She does. Okay. Well, the butt was over, and now they're, they're burying her butt now. We, we doesn't that. matter. When you got a butt, you can uh, do a job, or you can win. It doesn't really matter. True. Yep. Ass wins every time. Mm-hmm. It's true, and so does We're all winners. We're all winners. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You can't bury a good ass. <laughs> you can't. That's, yeah. All right. That, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of shit that gets hyped by the announcers. Blah, blah, fucking blah. This match is coming. This match is coming. This match is coming. This match is coming. Blah, 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 coming, though, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to our wrestling show where we tell you all the things that are happening. Um, main event time. Half hour to spare. Christian and Starks versus Punk and Darby Allen. Uh, I kind of like the way that they started this match, actually. I've never seen this before, or if I have, it's been a really long time, and I don't remember. Um, Christian and Starks basically can't get on the same page about who's starting the match. Uh, Christian's going, no, I'm not getting in the fucking ring, and Starks is going, no, you're starting. I'm not getting in the fucking ring either. Uh, They actually get up to a nine count before uh, Starks finally gets in the ring and is like, fine, fine. Fine, I'll do it. I'll do it, Christian. And Christian is like, good. I wasn't getting in the fucking ring. I don't care if I get disqualified. Um, really great little moment there with Christian. I mean, that's good heel work. That, to me, is one of the things that I, I looked at and I thought, that's something Jay White might do, right? Like that whole, like, I'm not doing it, and I don't care if we get disqualified. I didn't even want to be in this match in the first place. Tony right. Khan is making me be here. I can't lose my, I mean, our title this way. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> good, uh, I actually love that. Reminds me though of Edge and Christian. Funny enough, do you remember when Edge won the King of the Ring back in yes. two thousand and two? I think it was. Mm-hmm. And do you remember Christian thought like he was going around with the? I think they gave a cup for the winner yeah, of the King a, of the Ring at the time. It was a giant trophy. Big trophy. Yeah. Right. It looked like the Stanley Cup, sort of, like sort of, but not exactly. Cool. But anyway, and Christian was the one going around like being like, I'm the king of the ring, and that's what caused them to split up and then they started feuding. That's what this reminds me of. No, yeah. it was a big two-level trophy with like pillars in the middle, and there was a smaller cup at the top. Oh, you're probably so right. Christian I can't would remember, often hold yeah. it when, when Edge was coming to the ring or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. She would act like it was his. Exactly. Yeah. And that's all this exactly. is. Sort of. All right. Is, I'm going to ask further. I'm going to ask the vet. Uh, a question here vet uh, i've seen the whole you know uh, you get in the ring no you get in the ring thing i've never seen anybody take it so far to get a nine count out of it 
Um, is there anybody that you can remember uh, doing this on like a on like a major uh, wrestling show before, or is this something that we haven't really seen before? Um, it's probably something old if these guys are doing it, because I'm sure they didn't come up with it. But uh, <laughs> I don't I don't have any particular memory of this exact thing. Uh, but um, did they ring the bell before? I don't think they did. So oh, if the match good... doesn't start, how are you already doing a ten count? That's, I have yeah, no that's idea. A good question. <laughs> okay, so just even just 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 for you know, this just goes to show you that even when you try to do something interesting and different, you're still going to do it wrong if you're AEW for the most part, especially if you're one of their refs. So if yeah. you're going to do this spot, you have to ring the bell, and you probably wouldn't ring the bell if. A representative from the other tag team is going to uh, is not going to get in the ring now. Uh, perhaps you could, you know, you could threaten them with some sort of a delay of match, but that would probably be, I would think, maybe a five count because that's what it is for every other rule breaking uh, infraction. You get five seconds or something like that. So I don't know. I'd have to ask a, a real referee. Nobody on that uh, roster qualifies. Um, I'd have to go find like a, a Bill Alfonso or a t- 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 yeah, so one of the uh, yeah, um, and the WWE referees are hit or miss too, so you never know. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. nice try though. Yeah, hey, it was something a little <laughs> different, but yeah, probably probably needed to be fleshed out a bit more. Um, Punk gets some serious love to start this match off. Uh, Cajun Starks are struggling to get on the same page as they're both very selfish, which hey, it's cool, but again. The point of the can they coexist thing is meant to create drama, right? But if you're doing it with heels, who gives a shit? I don't care if they right. can get along. This doesn't exactly. create any kind of drama for me as a wrestling fan. And, um, they're, and they're not going in a continuing program exactly. with each other. At least we, That's we, the we, real issue. Exactly. Unless yeah, Ricky right, Starks is targeting the, the TNT title, but we know Darby oh, Allen has the next shot. That doesn't mean Ricky Starks isn't, but he also had the little tete-a-tete with Punk over who has the real fake world's championship to carry around in a bag. Yeah. Right. The, the real fake former world championship of AEW. Um, but before Chris says it, I want to say it because they showed you how to do one of the walking on the ropes while you're holding the other guy's hand, how to do it correctly, which they never do on, on AEW. And they did it correctly. This with the old undertaker way and punk, sold it like he was in pain and he didn't have control over his arm and he had yep. to do it to help him with the balance. They did that the right way. And I knew that Chris would appreciate it. And I wanted him to know that I appreciated it as well. <laughs> good, good. Yes, I did like that. Um, actually, I thought that the chemistry between Punk and Starks was way better tonight than it was um, when they had their singles match. Uh, I thought that uh, at one point, uh, Punk performed a move on Christian and then he looked over at Ricky Starks and he did the dab. Uh, that was good. That got a good little reaction from the crowd. And then, of course, Ricky doing the Undertaker walking the rope thing. He twists the arm so that it looks like the guy is, okay, I can't fucking get out of it. That's why you're able to walk the rope. That's why you're able to do this thing even though I'm still conscious because I can't control my body enough because it feels like you're about to take my fucking arm out of place. Right. But, um, but guys, not just, can we get not enough just of that here, ho- let's hold hands and you can bounce a few times before you do your move. Yeah, but that's fine. You know what? That's fine and all, but how many times do we see this spot now every week? 
Uh, I don't know, but it was done right for the first time. So, I well, mean, that's true too. But everyone does it now. Everyone. Hey, we yeah, got Billy Ray Valentine listening. What's up, Billy Ray? Oh, hey, hey Billy is that, Ray. Is that BRV? Hey, what's up? What's going on? We're supposed to yeah. chat, but we'll do that another time. Yeah, no, you're not going to chat with Billy Ray Valentine while we're reviewing a show. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but also, I wanted to point out that, that while, Ricky Starks, <laughs> while Ricky Starks was up there about to perform that move, he did the like he did the go to sleep uh, thing too. So you had both guys at different moments basically playing to one another and saying, "Look, I can do your stupid thing too," um, which again just shows a little bit of good chemistry between the two of them. Way better than we had in their match. Um, I really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna point this out again because I really, really like this. At one point, uh, Punk gets in the ring. Uh, he so he tags out, but he stays in the ring. He very lightly kicks Ricky Starks, like very lightly, just gives him a little sort of shove with his foot. And the referee is like, get the fuck out of the ring. You're not legal. Uh, I just I I know I know like I'm 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 like focused on this kind of stuff. Right. But like when the referees do what they're actually supposed to, it makes the match so much better. Like you're even right. when they're not perfect. But you're right, but we need consistency though, man. If they're going to be like that on Saturdays, then be like that on Wednesdays and Fridays. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I agree with you, Jimmy, but I'm going to go back to this. Like, if I can, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use, I'm I'm, going to use uh, an idea from from the vet. Uh, You know, wrestling is a la carte. You have to take what (laughs) you like when you can get it, and you have to ignore the shitty stuff when you don't want to when you don't want to pay attention to it. So, if all I can get is good refereeing on Saturdays, and they won't referee properly anywhere else, then I will at least say, "Hey, good job Saturday." I feel like a proud father. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, All right. So, breaking news uh, during the match here: we hear that there will be a. a ladder match next week between Andrade and Buddy Matthews. And what will be hanging above the ring will be Andrade's mask. Um, <laughs> really? Who could have foreseen this? Yes. Did, so, did, did they find him? Where did he go when he left? This I, the Porta exit. I bet, I bet you they asked him and he, he was still just wandering around backstage going, where is the locker room? Oh, I know where he went. Given, given by who his company was, he was obviously going to a Ring of Honor taping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this AEW? <laughs> Close enough. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ring of Horror, it's man. Done. That's what that shit is. Ring of Horror. Um, <laughs> yeah, Horror. Horror. Uh, anyway, I think that's going to be a really good match next week. Um, I, like on paper, those, yeah. Those are those are two extremely athletic guys who you know they they had a match that was actually Andrade's sort of first match back um, on the first episode of of Collision, and but, I thought they had a really good match. So put a ladder in there, and uh, it'll well, be fun to watch. Shouldn't it be an Escalera del Muerte or something like that for, for this? I mean, since you know the. What is it? The stairs of death or whatever ladder of death? Yeah, it'd be fine, I guess. But I mean, do we really need to put a hat on a hat on a mask? It's AEW. Why not? I mean, <laughs> not everyone's dying, so no one's going to die. So no, I don't think we need to call a ladder of death. I mean, I mean, listen, he could also just get a replacement mask. 
he sells <laughs> them to other fans so he could just buy them. But I mean, I that's know, the, right? The point, the, the point is to get the mask, not, not to you? die. It's not a buried yeah. alive match for the mask. How Are dare you, you suggest yeah. I get a different mask? It's Masca, my mask, <laughs> and I want it back. I, I'm just a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't know how this doesn't end in you know, it being some sort of trios. And if, and if Andrade isn't rescued by, you know, Roosh and either Vance or Jolistico, or hopefully Jolistico. Vance. Yes, Vance makes no sense in that group, never did. Pero Peligroso. He's I don't know Vance if he's Peligroso, Uncle He's Lish. not. He's not. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, not, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I. It, it seems a bit early for a ladder match, and I'm not sure why Buddy Matthews is the one. Instead. If anyone, he should be having the ladder match with Julia Hart. Uh, yeah, it should start from the bottom, right? She, she, Literally from the bottom. I mean, she's the one who's doing everything with the mask. She's the one holding it like the like uh, Paul Bear. He'd be like, "You do, do It'd be hysterical Julia. if Andrade hysterical in the wrong way, but if Andrade and Billy Gunn all join the House of Black next week, <laughs> it just became the new Dark Order. It became like this giant faction of weirdos. Casa. Descuro. That would be even worse than the black than the, than the House of Black has been so far. So, but I mean, hey, you know worse. we I could we you it. know what you know what they should do they should have a situation where it looks like he's about to win, and then and then and then what happens is um, uh, Julia Hart starts singing some songs like but the Spanish version of, of <laughs> yeah the Spanish version from, right but La just Llorona. like but not even yeah like yeah not or, even not even like a not even like a like a La like Bomba a La Bomba it should be La Bomba. Yeah. Oh, La totally. Bamba, sorry. La Bamba, he's, not La Bamba. He's like reaching up and she just goes, And then he just stops and starts, yeah, he's just like, The lights go out. That's it. It's on. And he does like a two step and he goes on a ladder and he falls off. Okay. Arriba, That's what you hear as well by Julie. Okay, and this is exactly why you don't make breaking announcements in the middle of a wrestling match because people get distracted. Um, Darby comes into this match like a wrecking ball, but that works in this match because neither Starks nor Christian are terribly large men. Uh, to prove the point, he dives at Luchasaurus, who basically just shrugs him off. Like, nope. <laughs> Didn't hurt. You weigh 106 pounds. Uh I wow. loved that. That's like, okay, logic. I love the logic of this in wrestling where, okay, like he comes in and he's using his whole body weight to attack guys <laughs> who are just a little bit bigger than him. That makes uh... sense. He tries that shit against a fucking six foot five monster and just gets flattened. Nope. Fuck off. Good, good <laughs> stuff. I love that. I love logic in wrestling. Um, Christian uh, is just, he's really good as a heel. Uh, the stuff that he's doing, he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, medium looks, that looks like he wants to slit his wrist yeah no he just that's that's like vets like wrestling face. Mm -hmm. yeah. i'm watching i'm watching naito and toriano so i'm you guys carry on carry on with your singing <laughs> yeah hey it's more entertaining uh christian <laughs> i really think should have gotten the main event run heel uh, a main event heel run in wwe he's just so good i mean everything that he does is like he's he's mean and he's angry and he's pulling people's eyes and referees yelling at him and he's just he's great um sorry to burst your bubble he did have a main event heel run in wwe but that was uh, the did. time when you yes, weren't watching did. 
he had a <laughs> for a month. No, uh, well, he, actually, he did with Auden, for example, was a long sort of uh, program while he was a heel. I uh, I think he should have been there longer. Anyway, yeah, okay. Um, Darby continues to be kind of the right guy when it comes to smaller, skinny dudes. Uh, he sells his ass off through most of the match. His offense is purely about how can I get offense by sacrificing my body, which is what you want out of a small, skinny wrestler. If you're going to be small and skinny and you're going to be effective, you're going to have to basically kill yourself to make some, some offense. Uh, the heels take over on Darby. Uh, after the spot with Luchasaurus, this leads to an actual hot tag for Punk later in the match, which was good. Comes in, takes over. He does a cartwheel as a shout out to Bam Bam Bigelow because they're in Jersey. Uh, I think the crowd, I think most of the crowd got that because he got a really big reaction for it. Um, Darby kicks out of a spear and a Rochambeau, which is where I got kind of annoyed. Uh, don't do that if you're the yeah. small skinny dude and somebody hits you with your with their finish. You stay down. Right. Christian takes a GTS on the outside, but as Darby goes for the coffin drop, Lucha pushes him off, allowing Starks to win the match uh, with his hand on the ropes again. So they continue that whole thing where Ricky Starks holds the ropes and gets the so, win. So, so, so let me get this straight, Chris. After all the good work these refs have been doing, mm-hmm. they still can't get their shit right two weeks in a row with Ricky Starks. They can't. They can't quite see it but you know what that actually makes the spot better right because if everyone's cheap cheating and the referee is just ignoring it and then the heels cheat to win who cares everybody else cheated and the referee didn't didn't do anything right but if the referees are making everybody follow the rules if the rules are an actual storyline point of the matches in like on this show and then somebody somebody figures out a way to win by cheating that actually makes it a better finish. Okay, no, interesting. I just don't like how the refs just just come across as just silly all the time. You know what I mean? That's yeah. all. After all the good shit that they do, they undo it by by doing this. That's just my opinion, anyway. But yeah, continue on, Chris. Sure, sure. So, uh, vet, we know where Christian and Luchasaurus are going next. They've got a defense against uh, Darby Allen coming up here. Um, mm-hmm. Is Punk? starting a real program with Starks or is this over now and you think they're going to start something else as as a vet of the business what do you figure mm, well creative wasn't really my job or strong suit but uh <laughs> i would say that um the only reason that any of this is even happening is because you know punk probably wants to work with ricky starks a little bit um that's you know why i assumed that they were sort of paired up on upon his return uh that he was kind of there was kind of that faction there it was like the punk and ftr and ricky stark's crew uh and you know now they're spinning that out into something else like oh wait a minute i thought we were cool oh maybe we're not that cool uh so they get to do a little something there and uh, there's some intrigue there with uh, Punk doing his real-world champion thing. So I, I suppose that's probably what's next. Um, he's also got that, uh, you know, in the bag, literally, he's got that real-world championship thing, and he can flaunt that in MJF's face at any point. But we all know MJF is tied up with some other stuff right now. So, uh, so to answer your question, I don't know. But I will say on the finish... Um, 
that uh you know you are 100 percent correct in your explanation of why it works when the ref finally misses one it's not so much to bury the ref jimmy it's more so to put over the heel i guess like he's oh, no, even no, smarter than the good ref right. however if you're going to do this and this is a problem because people do this all the time they want to do a spot where they use the ropes as a leverage or or some other underhanded thing using the environment to your advantage but if you're going to do it it's got to look good you can't just do it because it's a thing you saw people do the way he had darby allen folded up it wouldn't have mattered if his hand was anywhere near the ropes darby wasn't getting out of that so like at least you know, make it seem like you're really clutching it. Cause Ricky Starks just like lightly rested his hand on the rope just to be like, eh, look, I got, I touched it, you know, and he should have, you know, the, the one with punk, you know, he kind of hooked it a little bit more, he but did, even then did. it should have been like, he should have been holding on to it for dear life. And punk should have really been struggling to get out of it. You know, it's just right. when you're going to do those things, just really do them. Don't just go through the motions of, right. you know, just, just putting it out there, the visual, so you can all see we're doing it, even though it looks like absolute dog shit. Uh, put put that effort into every little detail that you do, because most people don't care and most people aren't watching. But for the people that are, you don't want to give them any ammunition against you. You want to be as bulletproof as you can for all the online critics, which are just going to come for you anyway, or anybody else, or even just to impress one of those guys like Arn Anderson. If you can make Arn Anderson read a look up from his newspaper backstage and give you a, you know, give you a glasses tilt and a thumbs up, then, you know, that should be a good enough reason too to cinch up on that rope, you know, do it for Arn. Agreed. Don't don't do things twenty percent effort. Actually, go That's into it. the actual effort of this is this is you know I needed to hold the rope, and the reason why was you clearly saw that Darby Allen was kicking, and he would have been able to kick out, but he didn't because I was holding the rope. Right. Um, Simple yeah. as that. I was going to start calling him half ass stocks. No, it's not just him. It's everything in professional well, yeah, wrestling. It's to every, be honest right. with you, you know, like well, not everything, everything, but. It's a lot of stuff in pro wrestling. It's sort of half-assed done. Um, Jeff, what were your thoughts of the match? So the match was pretty good. Um, I, I mean, I agree with all the, the comments. I, I just don't understand exactly the point of it. I I mean, I get Darby and Christianosaurus. I mean, I understood that part of it. Um, the Starks Punk thing, I mean, it's sort of a little bit weird because it's sort of a trap. I mean... You know, Punk should be going after MJF, or MJF really should be going after Punk, to be frank. Say, no, you're not. I am. I just, Don't diminish my championship. Um, but the thing with Starks is, like, if he wants to work with Starks, Starks has won twice against Punk and you know, in tag matches and, and, and with cheating, which is fine, which is okay. I don't think it made the ref look particularly stupid. I think that it's it's part... The, the story is that Starks is cheating, not the ref. The ref is not the story here. Um, but... I mean, if Punk loses this, then how can he walk around saying I'm the real world champion? Wouldn't Starks walk around putting the, the red velvet bag in his Louis bag saying he's the real world champion? Is that where it's going? It, it, or if Punk wins, didn't he just then bury the young star that he's supposed to elevate? So I, I don't know where this where this is going unless they're going to do dun, 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 two <laughs> world championships. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag oh, you know no it's going to happen. I mean, why tease it? Hashtag no more bills. Um, <clears throat> all right, so let's go ahead and let's let's do let, let's do letter grades. Jimmy, you're going to start us off. What do you get? 
What do you give this show? A C plus. I thought it was all right, but again, I felt like this week in wrestling, it just everyone was going through the motions. Not just in AEW, but just in WWE also. So I don't know. Good. Yeah, just everyone seemed a little off, and I dare say I kind of enjoyed Rampage more than every other show this week. As dumb as that sounds, even though it still wasn't the greatest show, but it just I don't know. I feel like everything else was just very flat. And um, it could have been better, even though on paper Collision looked great, like SmackDown did, but just something wasn't clicking. I don't, I don't know, man. So I'm gonna C plus for me. All right, cool. Uh, C plus from Jimmy. Uh, Jeff, let's go to you next. I've been waiting for Collision to have its own personality. It felt like it had its own distinct personality week one. Week two, not so much because of Forbidden Door. Week three, a little bit less so. Um, maybe I have the weeks mistaken, confused out there. But, you know, another week, you know, you had a lot of the Owen stuff that was involved, and they did, it. They did you know, probably the best they could with all of that. So this was the week I was looking for them to really try to establish what the thumbprint was, what what the collision personality was. And I really felt like the, the thumbprint was, well, sort of a shorter version of Raw, which – it wasn't bad. It wasn't an unentertaining show. It just, things just didn't make sense to me. I didn't, I don't understand Bullet Club Gold. I didn't understand the role of the guns. I didn't understand the drama of, uh, of Billy Gunn, like all of the sudden with that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, well, under, I don't understand why Andrade was told to leave. I, I didn't understand, you know, the opening segment to set up a main event on collision. That I mean, it's a very WWE thing. So there's a lot of stuff I didn't understand, but it's not like I didn't like it. It's just, but this isn't so I I'm gonna I'm going to grade it higher than it sounds like. I'm giving it a C plus because I enjoyed the show, but it's a it's a reluctant or it's a nervous C plus because if this is the personality of the show, it it really isn't must much I'm sorry, must watch TV any longer. It's yet another wrestling show I can skip, I can wait a couple of days, put it on the DVR. If I wasn't doing this show, I wouldn't feel the need to watch it. In fact, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched an hour and 15 minutes. I've watched 45 minutes over this morning. Um, it, so it's already not feeling that important, which isn't good. It's, it, it's supposed to feel important. And I, and I, and I really think of your building show around CM Punk. I don't know what he's doing. Like he, he's like putting himself back in the pack. And if that's, if that's generous, terrific, I guess, but you're supposed to be the star. You're carrying this show on your shoulders. You are, whether it's your fault or not, you are carrying the show on your shoulders. So do it. I mean, at least Chris Jericho, say what you want about him. He tried to carry it. Say what you want about John Moxley. He tried to carry AEW on his shoulders for a year. Um, Punks doesn't seem like he wants to do that. We don't have time for me to say what I want about John Moxley. It's a lot of bad stuff. So, uh, <laughs> Vet, can you give us a, a letter grade for the for the show? Can. it's a c minus it starts out as the entire main event match uh gets a whole d by itself and then mm-hmm. it gets a d plus because jay white exists and then it gets a c minus because sky blues butt <laughs> there you <Okay>. go <laughs> <laughs> we love that for for many things uh... his, his succinct uh analysis 
of uh, Sky Blue's butt is definitely one of those one of those major things we love about him. Um, for me, let's see. This week, I I, I had a bunch of shows I didn't like. Um, I don't think I liked Raw very much. I think I gave it a, a D plus or something. Uh, I think I gave a D minus to Wednesday night, um, and I want to say SmackDown as well. And I think uh, Rampage got a C minus. So I'm going to say this was a C show it was still for me the best wrestling show of the week um but -hmm. there were a lot of things about this that i didn't get and didn't like um i still continue to say that the overall feel of the show just feels better for me it's more of a fit for what i like the announcers are good they take things relatively serious um best buddy comment aside um but uh the referees seem to be seem to be, like I said, following the rules, making things mean something. So when a heel cheats and wins, it actually makes a difference to the story of everything. I would have liked for them to have uh, been more clear about what's next in storylines moving forward. But uh, still, the best wrestling show of the week for me, just not like it usually is by a mile. It's just by a few feet. So, uh, yeah. By a cheek. Just by a cheek, just by a, <laughs> just by a nice juicy ass cheek. There, it's a C, C show, and uh, yeah, C for collision. All right, uh, guys, let's talk about where everybody can find you. Uh, we'll go with uh, Jeff first. Where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at IcarusFellMD. You can find me on Threads at my name, Jeff Lippman, or Rath Mortigan. Not going to spell it for you. Um, you can often find me here on the Hami Media Group on this very show, as well as Uncaged and Smack Attack. You can find me on the PWC uh, with uh, the, the two Chuck the Fucks above me. Sometimes the vet drops in. Machismo, Extra, Skirmish sometimes. Uh, you know, we're, we're all around. Pay-per-view review shows and pay-per-view prediction shows, things of that nature. Hamelock Hangover, we record it when we record it, but you can find it on the PWC. And my my baby's Garden of Doom and Garden Views, which you can find on both the BWC and Hamid Media Group. And you can occasionally find me on assorted other places I'm not going to mention at the moment because who cares? And I've got to interview a gentleman who's going to talk to me about the myths of Antarctica today. So I'm all excited about that. Sweet. Next week's intro, I'll have have some rhyme, something that rhymes with Antarctica. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) speaking of Antarctica, uh, Jimmy, you're also from a made-up place. Uh, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on the interwebs since I'm an AI. So if you want to follow me on the interwebs, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects, and you can follow us at the PWC Network. Also, like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com, where for five bucks you get the best talk in all of pro wrestling and our main media group, .popping.com. Where you can get all our affiliate shows, including this man's right down there. He's doing all sorts of hand movements. And the pwcnetwork.pubbing.com. Baby does have back. Right, Vet? I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Appreciate Jimmy for uh, for playing this song as a, as a reference to Sky Blue. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy is just a, an audio wizard and we love him for it. Uh, Vet, oh, where can you. the people find your lovely smiling face? <laughs> well, you can go to all your favorite social media platforms and type in Opinion Haver and see what happens. Or try uh, Opinion Haver. That might work, too. It might be yeah. spelled similarly. Um, not sure. 
Never heard that word before in my life before, Jimmy. But <laughs> don't look at go. me. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, but hey. uh, yeah, so so that's so that's everywhere, including Twitch. Where I'll probably be on in a few moments, and then um, you can uh, find me on the Hameen Media Group shows, such as the Next Level Wrestling Review every Wednesday at eight a.m. Pacific, eleven a.m. Eastern, or the uh, Impact Attack every Monday at six thirty p.m. Pacific, nine thirty p.m. Eastern. Uh, where my co-host Big uh, Ray Hernandez and Brandon uh, both uh, talk about uh, borderline terrible to just normally terrible wrestling shows with me. Um, <laughs> none of them are as good as Collision, even at a C- or a D+. Um, so, yeah, that should be... Uh, any, anywhere else that you need to find me, you can find me through one of those avenues, and it'll branch off into all sorts of exciting places. <laughs> Dope. Awesome. Well, um, I am going to forego plugs. You can find me at all the places that basically everybody else here said. Um, I'm going to forego my plugs because I'm already five minutes and three seconds longer than I wanted to be on this show. But uh, thank you for... Thank you for being here, everybody in the chat. You guys were awesome today. Thank you so much for joining and uh, just being passionate. You know, we, we love that people are even arguing in the chat is good because it means you care. It means that, you know, you're in a place where you feel like you can express yourself. And we want you to feel that way here uh, on uh, uh, channelattitude.com, Hami Media Group, and also from the PWC. Uh, so thank you for thank you for joining us for uh, for Vet, for Jimmy, for Jeff, I've been Chris. You've been a wonderful audience. Thank you very much. Olay, peace. Stay evil, my friends. Oh my god, Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends, but, you know, who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her butt is just so big. I can't believe it's just so round. It's like out there. I mean, gross. Look. She's just so black. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny your face you get sprung wanna pull up tough cause you notice that butt was stuck deep in the jeans she's wearing i'm hooked and i can't stop staring oh baby i wanna get whipped up and take your picture my whole boy's trying to warn me but that butt you got makes me so horny Ooh, romp a smooth skin you say you wanna get in my bins well use me use me cause you ain't that average groupie i seen her dancing to hell with romance and she's sweat wet Got it going like a turbo vet. I'm tired of magazines. Saying flat butts all the thing. Take the average black man and ask him that. She got to pack much back. So, fellas. Yeah. Fellas. Yeah. Does your girlfriend got your butt? Hell Tell yeah. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake, it, shake, it. shake that healthy butt. Baby got ballet. Here's my scandal. I want to get you home and uh, double up. Uh, uh. I ain't talking about Playboy, because silicone parts are made for toys. 
I want them real thick and juicy. So find that juicy double. Mix a lot's in trouble. Begging for a piece of that bubble. So I'm looking at rock videos. Not need bimbos walking like hoes. You can have them bimbos. I'll keep my women like Flojo. A word to the thick soul sisters. I want to get with ya. I won't cuss or hit ya. But I gotta be straight when I say I want to. Till the break of dawn. Baby got it going on. A lot of simps won't like this song. Cause them punks like to hit and quit it. And I'd rather stay and play. Cause I'm long and I'm strong. And I'm down to get the friction on. So ladies. Yeah. Ladies. Yeah. If you want to roll my Mercedes. Yeah. Turn around. Stick it out. Even white boys got the shout. Baby got back. Mix a lot and kick them nasty thoughts. Baby got back. 